Barbara Barker from Netherfield is taking place tomorrow following a row over whether she can be buried alongside family members in the village of Newton Longville. The parish council is refusing to back down on its policy that only village residents can be buried there. Family and friends of a Luton man who died in police custody a year ago have held a candlelit vigil outside the town's police station. 39-year-old Leon Briggs died after he was detained by Bedfordshire Police last November. An IPCC investigation is ongoing. His best friend Cyril Mitchell says why it was important to remember. It could be any one of us, yourself, your son, your uncle, your cousin. We just want the respect that us as an intelligent community deserve. Yeah, And that's what we're here to fight for today. A year one should not be the case, especially when the information lies inside that Luton police station. It's not for me or for any individual, it's for us all. A new report suggests that EU migrants, including those from Eastern Europe, pay more in taxes than they receive in benefits or from using public services. Meanwhile, the French Interior Minister has indicated he would welcome a British police presence in Calais to deal with the increasing number of migrants seeking to enter the UK illegally. Plans to cut millions of pounds of emergency funding for families in crisis in the three counties should be reconsidered. According to a charity, the government's seeking to withdraw all support from local welfare assistance schemes, but the moves opposed by the Children's Society. A cyclist was freed by firefighters after being trapped under a car in Hertfordshire last night. The male cyclist was taken to hospital after the collision on Watford Road in Croxley Green at around 6.45. At least four out of five people in our region support having more Whitehall powers devolved to local areas according to a poll out today, but the survey commissioned by the BBC also reveals people are more split about the idea of an English Parliament More from Carol Abercrombie. More than 80% of people questioned in our region support devolving powers like tax, education and the police away from central government to a much more local level. But only just over half of those polled support the idea of an English parliament. At least three in five people back the idea of English votes for English laws in the existing parliament. The mobile phone networks have been warned they might be forced into sharing their services to improve coverage. The government says a fifth of the UK has poor service where users can connect to some but not all of the four networks. In sport, Watford have dropped from first to third in the championship after defeat at struggling Birmingham. Here's Cottrell, swings the cross in, Donaldson! Watford fell asleep from the cross and Donaldson powered the header in! And with five and a half minutes left, it's Birmingham City 2, Watford 1. And in the Champions League, Liverpool lost 1-0 away to Real Madrid, whilst Arsenal drew 3-all at home to Anderlecht, despite leading 3-0. The weather, early mist and clouds should clear to leave a dry and sunny day, a maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Rory Joseph will be on hand to answer your financial questions, offering advice on mortgages, savings, pensions, and inheritance. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel, and your stories. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh no, 
Meatfreemondays.com. You can do it right now, please. There once was a wealthy man who had a wonderful idea to bring children from all places with all kinds of faces together into a sailing ship. There were 40 boys and girls. Sail their ship around the globe, so they called it the United World. The ship was just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore it down. The waves were big as mountains, they found they would surely drown. They jumped into the lifeboats, rolled away from the wreck. A watchful pair of eyes And living in the valley Were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant Whose face was in a mask The children must defeat him So they can escape at last From the lost islands The lost islands Now where were we? Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. I say I'm back. I, I would say I'm back at 65% capacity, but even that, even that is better than the dross you'll be getting on heart right now. Are they still going, guys? Catherine Boyle's here. Hi. Kelly Betts is there. Hello. Oh, <laughs> hi! Hi, nice to see you guys. Nice to see you. Uh, apparently, the show was still going on even when I wasn't here. Was it's it? Good, wasn't it? What? Huh? Just making myself some uh, hot lemon and honey. It'll stir. But that suck a knife. Don't do that. Never suck a knife, kids. That's bad. That's bad. Shall we begin? I thought we did already. Yeah. Ah, yes. Uh... Coming up: cemetery controversy, cuts criticism. Yeah. And coffee jar confusion. The majority of those words begin with the letter K. Yes. A curly K. K is a comedy sound. Did you know that? Sorry? K. You wouldn't know what a comedy sound is if it came up to you and shouted in your ear, comedy. Not working with you, I wouldn't. We're back, guys. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. So, Kath. Yeah. Wagwan. Some stuff and some ting. Wicked. Shall I play a song? Yeah. Nice. (laughs) 
Three Counties Radio. Catherine, you're going to have to help me throughout the show this morning. I may have been a little bit... Um, uh, pre- <laughs> sorry. What's new? No. Uh, I'm not sure if the voice will last three hours. It's already, I can feel it, fading away. I like it. It's kind of... Um, Sexy? Uh, Hot. Um, tempting. Boy George. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Now this is a story that I know that we have been uh, uh, following on this show, and that Justin has been following. As the parish council refuses to reconsider its decision not to allow the burial of a seven-year-old girl alongside generations of her family, her school has launched an appeal in her memory. Now, how are we pronouncing this young lady's name? Kiara, Kiara isn't yeah. it? The funeral of Kiara Barker is due to take place tomorrow. Well, her relatives have been pleading with officials to allow her to be laid to rest in Newton Longville, but they're refusing to reconsider. Their locals only rule. Kiara lived four miles away from the village. Well, Catherine has been looking into this. It looks as if the, the parish council has made their mind up, doesn't it? Yeah, it does rather. Justin's been urging officials to talk, um, if not to us, then to the family. But all we, all they've had is a, a policy statement. He tried again on Monday on the show. Yesterday morning we had an email a couple of lines long just referring us to their previous statement. Because for them the situation is clear. They're sorry for the family's loss, but if you are not local, there is no room for you at Newton Longfield oh, Cemetery. Man. Um, you know, for the family, things aren't quite so cut and dry. This is all very fresh for them. Kiara only died two weeks ago, and it was of an asthma attack. So it was an awful shock for them. They still can't believe she's gone. She was only a little girl, and they just hate the idea of her lying in a cemetery alone. A day before the funeral, though, I'm, I'm afraid to say it doesn't look good for them. Um, the family, though, have said that they've taken comfort from what Kiara's school's doing in her memory. What is the school doing? Well, this is Langland School in Netherfield, and they want to raise money for asthma awareness and to build a per- permanent memorial 
memorial for Kiara. She died on October the 20th, as I said, of an asthma attack and pupils were told about her passing the day after it happened. Little children shouldn't have to hear that and they shouldn't have to hear that at school. No. The school wants to remember Kiara in a more permanent way and events will be held throughout the year to raise money in memory of the seven-year-old whose favourite subject at school was maths. Um, Head teacher Kate Stewart told us that um, there will be events taking place throughout the school to raise awareness of asthma, to raise funds for asthma charities and to create this permanent memorial to Kiara at Langland. She also paid tribute to Kiara saying that she was such a helpful girl, always willing to do whatever she could to help others be that members of staff or other children and the whole community of Langland School have been greatly saddened by the death of Kiara Barker. She was a sweet, friendly and helpful little girl who'll be greatly missed. And so, uh, I've, as I've been away, I've missed the, the main thrust of this story uh, and I know you've covered it a lot when I've been off. Kiara will not be buried with other members of her family in Newton Longville. No, no, but she won't. She, that's about five miles away from where she lived with her mother in Netherfield. The parish council said it wouldn't be allowed because she didn't live in the village proper and the council said it had offered alternatives including putting her ash in an existing family grave. But Kiara's aunt, uh, Tammy Boxall, said that should, she should be an exceptional case. And the parish council isn't going to change its position? No, it's the policy, um, and uh, this is the statement that they've had. It's the policy of Newton Longville Parish Council that burials in parish burial grounds are restricted to residents of Newton Longville. This has been a policy of the parish council since the 1st of November 2007. Gosh, a whole seven years. It really is a long-standing tradition, isn't and it? And the council's been consistent and fair, uh, according to this statement, in its application of this policy. The policy is necessary because of limited burial space available. Given the sensitivities of this matter, the Parish Council has offered alternatives, including the burial of the child or the interment of her ashes in existing family graves. Problem is they don't want to have her cremated. Uh, I can understand why Justin has been so upset by this. Catherine, thank you. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at these speed sensors and there's no major problems at the moment. Checking through the roadworks in Milton Keynes. The roadworks are on standing way um, between around the Kingston roundabout. So expect delays there later on, but there's no hold-ups there at the moment. And in Hatfield, the Great North Road has some roadworks in place between St Albans East by the Bullstar Green. And that's not causing any problems looking at the speed sensors. The M25 has narrow lanes and speed restrictions for roadworks between Junction 25 for Enfield and 27 for the M11. And that's running well at the moment. But the A405 North Orbital Road at Bricketwood is heavy now around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout, so it won't be long till it all builds up. On the trains, there's not any problems at the moment reported. Samantha Brad, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.16, it's Wednesday, the 5th of November. Remember, remember. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Milton Keynes School, attended by a seven-year-old girl who died of an asthma attack, say they want to build a permanent memorial to her. It follows a row over whether she can be buried alongside family members in the village of Newton Longville. Family and friends of a Luton man who died in police custody a year ago have held a candlelit vigil outside the town's police station. And in sport, Watford have dropped from first to third in the championship after a 2-1 defeat str- at struggling Birmingham. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning, local opinions. Well, I think it's a very difficult uh, proposition. You really cannot allow your heart to rule your head. Local stories. I wanted to call my house Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate occasions. I wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what I would find when I came back. Local life. I bought a car within three months. It's 
Rusty. They said that the deposit would be forthcoming. It wasn't. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio.
Well, unfortunately, sexual healing couldn't help Marvin Gaye. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's uh, 22 minutes past six, and uh, let's see how things go, shall we? The Children's Society fears ministers may be about to cut a a financial lifeline for struggling families. According to the charity, a new round of cuts could include £12 million worth of emergency funding for families in the east of England. And I'm joined now by Sam Royston, who is the Children's Society Head of Policy and Public Affairs. Morning, Sam. Good morning. Why is this money even in question? Well, what is so crucial about this decision is that this money is there to provide uh, support for people who, in many cases, could face outright destitution as a result of a broken boiler or just not being able to afford to put food on the table. This seems like, I think, just too easy a cut to make, but it's a cut too far. And um, it, it's, it's being made, I'm assuming, as part of the austerity measures that we're, we're all in. It, it, does, it would appear that the v- most vulnerable people are being affected the worst, wouldn't it? Well, in this case, that's what we really worry about. This is absolutely crucial support, which provides that final safety net for families um, who face a real emergency that puts the health and safety of themselves and their children at risk. Um, We really need to make sure... Uh, that that money stays in place uh, in order to, to to ensure that that safety net remains. This money is distributed by the local welf- welfare assistance schemes. How does that work? Well, different areas of the country have different local welfare assistance schemes in place. But quite often what happens is that uh, a family in real desperate need facing an emergency would come forward to their local authority, apply for help, uh, and they'd be given support, often in the form of a voucher for uh, new uh, furniture or uh, support to fix a boiler or money to put on their meter as we come up to winter uh, to, pay for, to pay for vital fuel. Uh, and that would just help them to enable them to keep the heating on, to put food on the table, um, or to fix a, uh, fix a broken boiler. Uh, this is going to put more pressure on charities, isn't it? Well, it is. Um, and actually, many, uh, many charities uh, benefit from these schemes. In many areas, local authorities provide support directly uh, to charities to, um, to, to, to provide help through the local welfare assistance schemes. But the Children's Society, what we're really concerned about is we see these struggling families come to our services up and down the country and we're really worried that this last line, this last line of defence between them and often, as I say, outright destitution is going to be lost. Are you worried that this might have uh, a human cost? Absolutely. Uh, in many cases, one of the key groups that we're, we see benefit from these schemes are um, the victims of d- domestic abuse. Uh, the Children's Society knows of one family where a mother who was facing real domestic violence was moved to a safer area of the community with her daughter and received help from local welfare assistance scheme to furnish and equip her home. If those local welfare assistance schemes go, there'll be no one there to provide that support anymore uh, to help those people fleeing domestic violence or facing any number of other emergencies. Sam, I appreciate your time this morning. That's Sam Royston from the uh, Children's Society.
at the cameras on the motorways. The M1 is moving fine at the moment. The M25 anti-clockwise, though heavy between junction around junction 21 for the M1 and junction 20 for Kings Langley. Moving fine through those roadworks, though, in both directions between junction 25 for Enfield and 27 for the M11. In Roxton, the A1 Great North Road has some roadworks going on around the Black Cat roundabout, and that is likely to add some time to a journey later on. And on the trains, Great Northern have delays between Stevenage and Kings Cross and Welling Garden City and Moorgate because of overrunning engineering works at Alexandra Palace. Smart Thrift, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The Milton Keynes School, attended by a seven-year-old girl who died of an asthma attack, say they want to build a permanent memorial to her. It follows a row over whether she can be buried alongside family members in the village of Newton-Longville. Family and friends of a Luton man who died in police custody a year ago have held a candlelit vigil outside the town's police station. 39-year-old Leon Briggs died after he was detained by Bedfordshire Police last November. And at least four out of five people in our region support having more Whitehall power 
does devolve to local areas, according to a poll out today. But the survey commissioned by the BBC also reveals people are more split about the idea of an English parliament. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford have dropped from first to third in the championship after a 2-1 defeated struggling Birmingham. Fernando Forestieri had scored a first-half equaliser for the Hornets, but they conceded an 85th-minute winner. Head coach Slavisa Jukanovic made five changes to Saturday's winning team. Yes, especially it's disappointed uh, result. Uh, we lose the game. We try to catch control of the of the game, but always after the, they lose the ball, we have... Uh, has many, many problems. So Watford down to third, behind Bournemouth and Middlesbrough, who both won, with only four points covering the top eight teams. In the Champions League, a much-changed Liverpool lost 1-0 at Real Madrid. Here's manager Brendan Rodgers. In terms of team selection, I'm not really bothered. You know, we haven't been a team that's that's got a consistent run of form at the moment. You know, winning five, six games. The changes were the team that I thought would would get as a performance and a result and we got a performance unfortunately just didn't quite get the result and Arsene Wenger saw his Arsenal side draw three all at home to Anderlecht after leading 3-0 maybe we uh, underestimated subconsciously Anderlecht and got punished but Champions League you need to be at the mental level or you get punished and uh Certainly we are not. Tonight, Manchester City hosts CSKA Moscow. Chelsea are away to Maribor. Milton Keynes-Don's League One trip to Scunthorpe next Saturday, November the 15th, has been postponed after international call-ups for Don's trio, Will Grigg, Ben Reeves and Deli Alley. A strong Stevenage side won 3-1 at Colney Heath last night in the Hearts Senior Cup, with Tom Pett scoring twice, but Andy Bond was sent off and Luton Town's youngsters are through to the second round of the FA Youth Cup after a 4-1 win over Didcot at Kenilworth Road. BBC see three counties news and sport the next full bulletin is at seven if you hear a whisper give us a shout ian lee bbc three counties radio now part of me is thinking i've come back too early because i don't know if my voice is going to survive the three hours right so uh, dear listener i kind of need you to help present the show there's no money in it for either of us, it turns out. 08459 455 555 if you want to waffle away. And Catherine, you're going to have to do a lot of talking. Good. Sorry? Um, uh, OK, if I must. What you got in the papers? Um, Stuart Loxton, 58, has infuriated his wife. Oh, what's he done? Um, I'm talking about Sue. Oh, Sue. Sue is infuriated by continuing to use a 100-year-old wooden loo in a building they're renovating in Ottery St Mary, Devon. That sounds like a very, very um, luxury problem. Hang on, where's he supposed to go? In a bucket? Just don't use the 100-year-old wooden loo. Maybe it's supposed to be there as a talking point. Well, <laughs> hey, nice loo. Yeah, it's wooden. All right, it's it looks old. It's years old. Don't use it. Don't, it's don't. just for looking at. No, and no one has a looking at loo. Does it, people, <laughs> um, when we were looking at getting a new bathroom a couple of years ago, we went to various places, and um, people have urinals in their bathrooms now. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I wouldn't have them. I've only got one man in my house. Well, we, we went to one place, and there's this really weird-looking thing, and I thought it was some kind of futuristic bin. And the guy went, no, it's a urinal. My sister washed her hands in a urinal once. What? Yeah, when she was little, she went in the wrong loo. She went, I've got really fancy sinks in there. No, they haven't. The boys love a good urinal. Do they? But I often... Uh, they want to use the grown-up ones, so I have to lift them up. At what point do you stop dropping your trousers completely at urinals? Some people, some men still do it. No, they don't. Some men still do it. The thing is, you've got a fly, right, on your trousers, and that you just unzip the fly. Some men 
unzip the fly, undo the belt, undo the top button, and pull their trousers down around so their bum. So their backsides are out? Yep. Crikey. It is the weirdest, most inappropriate thing I've ever seen in my life. It, it's, you know... Uh, it's horrible. Why would you do that? It's very Belgian, that? isn't it? It's yeah, like, it's like don't, the mannequin yeah. um, piss. Sorry? That's what it's called, the mannequin piss. Oh, for goodness sake, she said it twice. <laughs> my granddad. No, don't, no, no. My granddad had a corkscrew of that. I can That's only appropriate. I can, isn't it? Listen, but, but there are people on Facebook who've been uh, applauding the fact that Justin Dealey has been presenting the show. It means their children can listen. Come on, we're kid friendly. <laughs> then you come out with language like that. Sifflesy. Hey, this is a good story. This is a good story. What's this? The Brit- jihadis. Oh, yes. British jihadis. By the way, I mean, I don't want to make light of it, but what a great name for a band, the jihadis. But instead of spelling it J I H A D I S, you do double E at the end. Just makes it, you know, a bit more fun. Hey, yeah. hey, we're the jihadis. Yeah. No, you're not Hard to the... rhyme. I'll think of something. Baddies. <laughs> Appropriate. There we go, thank you. Brit jihadis fighting for Islamic State in Syria are being fuelled by rich tea biscuits from Asda. Stop this. The sun has the proof. They've got a picture Stop with an arrow. The 40p packets are thought to have been snatched from aid convoys. Fighters have put snaps of the snack on Twitter saying it gives them energy to fight the West. No, it doesn't. I don't know if you've ever had a rich tea. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever had a rich tea in the hot uh, climates of Syria and Iraq. Man alive, you are going to be dry. Yeah. We should be applauding Asda. They're, they're working for us. They're That's, drying them out from the inside. They're going to be husks. I mean, they're, they're spiritual husks anyway. They'll be physical husks. They'll be so... Dr- Who likes a rich tea? No one. Not out of choice. It's no. the la- last biscuit in the barrel, isn't is that, it? Is that what you got? Ah, I'm, I'm peckish. I'll, oh. Why bother with a biscuit if you're going to do that? No, there's no, there's no need. Might as well not bother. There's no need. For Why that. have you turned this page over? Is this for the ghost picture? Yeah. This to me looks like one of those. You know, you can get apps, Ooh. and you can you can put an app over. You can put a ghost in yeah, any we, photo. We have an app that we put ghosts in photos and show them to Justin Dealey as evidence, and he believes it every single time. He looks as like. I keep telling you, when yep. will you learn? Yep. Um, stunned, Chris Ledbetter took his last photo of his dying granddad, then found he captured a ghostly figure at the bedside. No, he didn't. Using ghost app. Bob Large, 76, then Sorry? pulled through. Bob Large. That is a great name. What's your name, Bob Large? Sorry? Despite Bob having, Large? Listen, this is, Lamange? this is a serious bit. Oh. Despite having bladder cancer and kidney failure and being given just days to live. He pulled through. That's happy. Is, is he alive? Yes. What's your name, Bob Large? Blamange? Bob Large. Boblage, <laughs> collage. What's, I don't. What? Say it slowly. Boblage. Ah, huh? blamange. It does sound like a noise, doesn't it? One of my favourite characters in a, in a sitcom was in Arrested Development. It was played by Chachi, uh, and he was a lawyer. I've got to get this right. His name was Bob Lob Law. Bob Lob Law. Blob Lob Law. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a law blog. Did he? Bob Lob Lob Law's law blog. Oh gosh. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Anyway, so this gentleman pulled through. Hooray, good, good side of the story. Great side of the spooky story. Spooky side. Hospital staff say other patients have seen the spooky woman. No, they don't. Which Bob is calling his guardian angel. No, 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 no. Lynn's in Hemel. Morning, Lynn. Good morning. I'm glad you're back. So am I. I'm like, glad you've been a bit better, although you don't sound well, you know, here's the, the thing. last three hours. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I actually, f- I, I, I felt fine the last week. I can't just, speak. I just had no voice. But today I've got a bit of a voice and I feel like, I feel rough as anything. Yeah, I know. It's weird, isn't it? Isn't it weird? Well, well you, I'm not absolutely sure you're going to last three hours. No, nor but... am I, if I'm honest. So I'm going to bat out of this conversation and you can talk to Catherine. Hello, Lynn. All right, then. Hello, Catherine. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. What did you want to Good. say, Lynn? I'm very upset about the story of this little girl. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? I think... 
I just, I'm astounded by it, really, because her parents must still be in absolute shock because it's against the natural order of things to lose your children. I understand from Kelly she's got siblings and all the little children at school are going to do something really nice for her. But I just think whoever's made that decision, A, they're too gutless to come on the radio, which I know you've been asking them to do for a couple of days. And I would have thought when somebody dies, um, if it gives them even the tiniest little crumb of comfort to think that somehow by being with some relatives they'll feel like there's somehow there's someone looking after her or protecting her. May I, um, as someone who's not been uh, following this story as closely as my colleagues here at BBC Three Counties Radio have, may I step in? Yeah, go on. As devil's advocate. Go. There is limited space in this graveyard. Yes. Okay. I understand Hang on that. a second, hang on a second, because I just want to make sure I've got this story right. There is limited space in this graveyard. There is a rule since 2007 you can only be buried there if you're from the village. Mm-hmm. The rule's the rule. Once, and I'm just, let me, I'm not necessarily saying this to what I think, but let me just put this out there. No, once once you break that rule for one person... Then I you break the rule. That. Then you ah, oh, my ninety-year-old granddad died, and he, and he lived in the village years ago, and he lives twenty miles away. Once you break the rule for someone, you break well, start breaking the rule. Actually, for everyone. I started wondering about situations like that. Say it's you have child. lived in the village for years and years, and you end up in a care home twenty miles down the road. Your roots are still in that village, aren't they? How would that work? Well, I mean, a, a rule's a rule, and and uh, gra- graveyards are running out of space. But I know fact. they are, but I just think it's. A- it's a little child, yeah. and you can't tell me. But, 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 but Lynn, I'm Lynn. actually, can I say, I'm just quite surprised the people in the village haven't sort of... Well, we're said, sending well, Daly we, down there today to find like, out what they think. We want her to be here because... But Lynn, it, Lynn, it's a little child, but then it could be someone's mum, and then it could be someone's uh, brother, and then it could be someone's granddad. It's always going to be someone that is important to other people. I understand that, and I've lost a lot of people, but I just think it is different with a child because it's against the natural order of things that a child dies before its parents. Yeah. Her family must be still in such shock over it. We shocked, and I just think it's a lot to put on them, and I think... Well, but that's, but that's, not the, that's not the council's responsibility. I'm going to move on because we're running out of time, but, but thank you. And uh, uh, Kelly makes a good point. Kelly, what was that you were just typing on my screen? So I was just thinking that yep. if the little girl is buried with her grandparents and her mum lives in Milton Keynes, her mum wouldn't be able to be buried there when she passes. So which means, will they, try, will they go through the whole thing again or do they accept that the mum will be buried separate to the daughter? It's a, thank you, Kelly. It's a tough one, isn't it? And coming at it with slightly fresher eyes, I can I can see both sides of the story, but I I, I don't know. You know, it's it's it, it's it's a rule. A rule is a rule. Oh, what's our phone number here? I can't remember. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Thank you.
for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at the speed sensors around Aylesbury and it's getting busy on Weedon Road for, on the approach to the A41 from Elmhurst Road. Having a look at Milton Keynes and things are moving well at the moment. And But in Roxton, the Great North Road has roadworks going on around the Black Cat Roundabout. That is likely to add some time to your journey this morning if you're heading through there. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's heavy already between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. On the trains, Great Northern have delays between Stevenage and Kings Cross because of overrunning engineering works at Alexandra Palace. Smart for BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.46. It's Wednesday the 5th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Milton Keynes School, attended by a seven-year-old girl who died of an asthma attack, say they want to build a permanent memorial to her. Family and friends of a Luton man who died in police custody a year ago have held a candlelit vigil outside the town's police station. Right, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. There's a bit of mist and murk out there this morning, but the temperature between 4 and 5 Celsius. Visibility not so great, actually, for us. However, it will start to clear. It looks like it's not going to be quite a, a bad day, really. We're looking at some blue skies, some bright spells and sunshine. It is going to feel cold, though. We have a northwesterly breeze. Temperatures struggling up to around 11, maybe 12 Celsius. Now, tonight, of course, it's bonfire night. Almost perfect conditions, it would appear. Dry and clear, uh, but it does mean the temperature very cold. It is going to dip down fairly swiftly after the sun sets and we're looking at zero as the minimum temperature so a widespread frost a very cold night also some mist and fog coupled with any smoke generated from bonfires or fireworks that fog could actually be quite uh, quite thick and quite stubborn for tomorrow morning so a chilly start for thursday that fog thinning very slowly but then it stays cloudy temperature struggling tomorrow at 11 celsius that's your forecast Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... The wickedly funny Anne on, on Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> Do you know who the real Anne is? Great guests. Yes, the real Anne is an amalgam of all these things. We're all multifaceted. Jasper Carrot's career spans five decades. And then you had to wear a bow tie and you had to do jokes about silly Irishmen and, and, and mother-in-laws. John Cleese is eating his microphone, aren't you, John Cleese? Delicious. Great music. Ow! In fact, I don't even think it had the horn part then. Great conversations. I always have said throughout my career, you know, you get me on board, I'll give you 100%. Have you still got it, Billy Ocean? Well, the audience seems to think Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Don't you dare stop this. What? This is mine and Kelly's anthem of the moment. We had a Deline Dion moment. Oh, for goodness sakes, woman. Don't know much about your life. Don't know much about your Don't wanna be alone tonight on this planet they call What are you saying? 
You're joking, yeah? I love that. <clears throat> I love that. What do you say? You don't want to know what I say, Celine. Why the long face? Oh. Don't know much about your life. Look me up on Wikipedia. Don't know much about your world. Well, I mean, you say work. Quite marks. Since when did it become wrong to dress up as an Indian? Uh, in America, <laughs> ages. Ages. I noticed this when I was over there um, this summer that uh, I think Pharrell did it and got hammered for it. You can't dress up as an American Indian, or as we call them now, a Native American. Mm-hmm. Ruffling feathers, pop star in fancy dress rumpers. When Ellie Goulding posed for a picture in her Halloween costume, she probably expected fans to admire her beautiful Native American... Everyone's kicked off. It's the headdress. I used to have the headdress when I was a kid. It was fun, and you'd run around with bows and arrows shooting people. They had suckers on the end. No-one told the village <clears throat> people off, or the exactly. village person that was wearing it. Exactly. Do you think that's uh, paying a fitting tribute to a dying race? Come on, guys. Uh, now, is it actually American Indians who are upset by this, or is it uh, middle-class white people? Let's have a look. Uh, who's MP Philip Davis? Uh, I don't think he's an American Indian. Conservative MP Philip Davis last night called on the singer... Oh, no, he's saying he, he, he's up for it. As far as I'm concerned, all of these people who are complaining are idiots. Um, um, the row comes... Oh, for goodness sakes. The row comes just weeks after it was announced that Glastonbury will no longer allow Native American headdresses to be sold at... Of, uh, this is... Am I, am Jamiroquai, I still... I hope Jamiroquai's read this memo. Am I still high on nightness? Actually, yeah, I am. But, man, I... Oh, but this is ridiculous. Of course, I'm going to come in in a Native American headdress tomorrow. Jump on that one, local rags. I know it's not done anymore. I think it's a, sh- a shame. I bet you can't go, how... Well, then what's Howe going to do? What's Fred Dynage going to do? Crime documentaries. Crime documentaries is what he's doing now. He knows all about the craze and that. He does, but not proper telly. He did a good show called Gambit as well. Card card show, yeah, it's good, that. Enjoyed that. Watching other people play cards. Yep. Fascinating stuff. Howe! Can't do that anymore. I'm doing the ham. It's, it's doing racist. It. Is Stop it? doing it. Unbelievable. And this is an interesting one. Let's um, madness gone wrong. Baby's booze compo says the son sensitively. Whoa. A child left disabled by her mum boozing while pregnant could get up to five hundred thousand pounds compensation as a victim of crime. The unnamed seven-year-old girl was born with fetal alcohol syndrome after she was poisoned in the womb. Solicitors for a council in the northwest. Say her mum repeatedly ignored warnings to stop binge drinking and claim her actions are a crime. Or alternatively, she's got a drink problem. In a test case, the Court of Appeal will today be asked to rule if the child is entitled to cash from the taxpayer-funded criminal injuries compensation scheme. The maximum award is £500,000. Solicitor Neil Sugarman, who represents the child's interest, said she was left very badly brain-damaged by her mum's reckless drinking. We know her mother was warned by various officials to stop and that it would damage the baby, but she didn't. Oh, she's ill. Not in any way justifying her behaviour. If you can't stop behavior. for your baby, then there is a problem. Well, she's ill. It's a disease. Alcoholism is a disease. The WHO know that, and so do the World Health Organisation. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Is there a question we can tie well, to that? Because that's an a number of one. charities have, have stepped in on this one and said that it, perhaps it should be a crime for anyone who's pregnant to um, to be uh, prosecuted for drinking. Put that into a question. Should it be illegal to drink when you're pregnant? Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We come on this loop, John B. My grandfather and me. Around Nassau town, we did wrong. 
Northbound has a lane closed between Junction 3 for High Wycombe East and Junction 4 for High Wycombe Handicross Roundabout. That's because of an accident and there's debris on the road as well, so it's queuing around there. Having a look at the M25 and anti-clockwise, it's very slow between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. And as well, it's looking quite heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. And on the trains, Great Northern have delays between Stevenage and Kings Cross because of overrunning engineering works at Alexandra Palace. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Milton Keynes School to remember pupil in burial row, family's vigil for Luton Man and promotion setback for Watford. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Milton Keynes School, attended by a seven-year-old girl who died of an asthma attack, said they want to build a permanent memorial to her and raise awareness of her condition. The funeral of Kiara Barker from Netherfield is taking place tomorrow, following a row over whether she can be buried alongside family members in the village of Newton Longville. The parish council is refusing to back down on its policy that only village residents can be buried there. Family and friends of a Luton man who died in police custody a year ago have held a candlelit vigil outside the town's police station. 39-year-old Leon Briggs died after he was detained by Bedfordshire Police last November. An IPCC investigation is ongoing. His best friend Cyril Mitchell says why it was important to remember. It could be any one of us, yourself, your son, your uncle, your cousin. We just want the respect that us as an intelligent community deserve. Yeah, And that's what we're here to fight for today. A year one should not be the case especially when the information lies inside that Luton police station. It's not for me or for any individual, it's for us all. A new report suggests that EU migrants, including those from Eastern Europe, pay more in taxes than they receive in benefits or from using public services. Meanwhile, the French Interior Minister has indicated he would welcome a British police presence in Calais to deal with the increasing number of migrants seeking to enter the UK illegally. Plans to cut millions of pounds of emergency funding for families in crisis in the three counties should be reconsidered, according to a charity. The government's seeking to withdraw all support from local welfare assistance schemes, but the move's opposed by the Children's Society. A cyclist was freed by firefighters after being trapped under a car in Hertfordshire last night. The male cyclist was taken to hospital after the collision on Watford Road in Croxley Green at around 6.45. At least four out of five people in our region support having more Whitehall powers devolved to local areas, according to a poll out today. But the survey commissioned by the BBC also reveals people are more split about the idea of an English parliament. More from Carol Abercrombie. More than 80% of people questioned in our region support devolving powers like tax, education and the police away from central government to a much more local level. But only just over half of those polled support the idea of an English parliament. At least three in five people back the idea of English votes for English laws in the existing parliament. The mobile phone networks have been warned they might be forced into sharing their services to improve coverage. The government says a fifth of the UK has poor service where users can connect to some, but not all, of the four networks. In sport, Watford have dropped from first to third in the Championship after defeat at struggling Birmingham. Here's Cottrell, swings the cross in, Donaldson! Watford fell asleep from the cross, and Donaldson powered the header in! And with five and a half minutes left, it's Birmingham City 2, Watford 1. The weather, early mist and cloud should clear to leave a dry and sunny day, a maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's quiet, quite picturesque, lots of trees and fields and stuff. Telling everyone about where you live. I like sitting in the Gaybridge Park gardens. They're lovely sitting in there. All this week, we're exploring Hemel Hempstead. I think the old town is definitely the unsung hero of Hemel Hempstead. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio.
Morning to Kev on Facebook. Good to hear everything is back to normal, even though Justin was fantastic. But, man, does Ian sound rough. If you're running a book, Fiverr says he won't make it to the end of the show. You, you, you could be onto some good money there, he Kev. He will make it to the end of the show. What, sorry? You've got to. I've got to, otherwise I don't get paid. Yeah. I've got to do the full three hours. I could do two hours, 59 minutes, and I wouldn't get the cash. I do think I've made a terrible mistake coming in early. Oh, get on with it. Uh, and also, part of the reason I'm coming in is... I'm off on Friday, <laughs> so, so I'm only doing a two-day week. Just Kath, showing your face. Kath and I are going to go on a, we're going on a, a jolly, sorry, jolly, what am I talking about? We're going on a very important business trip, business trip to Hull. <laughs> Hull, a business trip to Hull. You always said you'd take me to Hull and back. Uh, we're going on the train, he's not taking me. I know that we, we're, going, we're going on the train. What's coming up in the show, Kath? All manner of stuff and things. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay, we're talking about the, um, again, about this horrible story, um, the controversy surrounding one parish council's refusal to bend the rules for the family of a seven-year-old girl who uh, died two weeks ago. Her family don't want her to be laid to rest on her own. They want her to go alongside her grandparents. Unfortunately, the parish council rules uh, state that if you're not from the village, you can't be buried in the village cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also talking about cuts and how they um, may affect um, a lifeline of payments to families on their uppers. And what's this thing about the, the, the pregnant mums oh, yeah, drinking? There's, there's this awful story of a, of, a, of a woman who clearly had some sort of alcohol problem, not some sort of alcohol problem, if you can't stop drinking even though it's damaging your baby, there is an alcohol problem, um, she may end up um, being prosecuted and her child, who's been terribly disfigured by fetal alcohol syndrome may be in line for £500,000 a lot of charities are saying this should herald a new wave of thinking, which is if you drink when you're pregnant you should be prosecuted. Should it be illegal to drink when you are pregnant? 08459 455 Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And you can call it, but listen, my voice may not make it to the end of the show, so people are welcome to call in. What's the phone number, Catherine? 08459 Now, the Milton Keynes School, attended by the seven-year-old girl who died of an asthma attack, is looking to raise money for awareness of the condition. The funeral of Kiara Barker, who died two weeks ago, is taking place tomorrow. And Langland School in Netherfield wants to raise money for asthma awareness and to build a permanent memorial for her. Well, Emily Emily Humphreys is the Head of Policy and Public Affairs at Asthma UK. Morning, Emily. There will be some people listening who are surprised to hear that asthma can be fatal. Yeah, asthma can be fatal. It kills three people in the UK every day, and that's absolutely tragic. So our heartfelt condolences go out to her family. It's a very, very, very sad story, but a more common one than a lot of people realise. Yeah, because, you know, when I, when I was at school, asthma was always, you know, the kid who was wheezing a bit, but they have an inhaler and everything was, was, was fine. I, I, three people dying a day, that's quite incredible. Yeah, it's very, it's very sad that so many people are still dying. A big review came out earlier in the year which showed that a lot of those deaths are preventable. About two-thirds could be prevented with just sort of better routine care. So that's why ASME UK is trying to do everything it can to raise awareness, to prevent that kind of complacency. People think it's only asthma. Actually, this does kill, but many of those deaths could be avoided. Who's more likely to die? Is, is it kids uh, uh, where perhaps the, their routine hasn't been quite so well set, or is it uh, adults who might get a bit complacent? 
Um, looking at the statistics, it's, it's adults who are more likely to die from asthma than children, but comparing the UK to the rest of Europe, our child death rates are very, very poor. You know, we have many, many more times the number of child deaths than some countries like France and Germany, and that really must stop. You know, we really need to do something to challenge this complacency and, and stop children dying from asthma unnecessarily because no parent should have to go through oh, that. no, of course not. How common is asthma? Uh, it affects about 5.4 million people around the UK, so one in ten-ish. Um, yeah, it's, it's very common. For most people, though, it should be controllable. So what we'd encourage everybody to do who, who has asthma or who has a child with asthma is really make sure you know what you're doing, you, you stay on top of it, make sure you're getting the right health care and treatment from your doctor. Um, something called an asthma action plan can help. It tells you what to do, tells you how to manage your medicines, helps you know, judge when your symptoms are getting better or worse, and it can help you sort of anticipate an asthma attack. Um, so those kinds of little things can really help someone manage their condition better. And is it getting right more? Is it getting more common? Um, no, it hasn't gone up recently. Uh, asthma got a lot more common between sort of the 60s and the 90s, a two- or three-fold increase. But it's sort of plateaued since then. But nevertheless, it's still the most common long-term condition affecting children. So it's something that you know, everyone will be familiar with or have come into contact with in some way. And can you get it when you're older? Or do you have it as a child? And Does it start as a child? Um, it can come on in adulthood. Um, it's, it's genetically related, though, so a lot of cases do come on in children. And what should parents be looking out for? What, what, what are the symptoms? Uh, the symptoms are wheezing or coughing or shortness of breath. Um, it's something to really worry about if, if your child is waking up at night with asthma symptoms. That's certainly something to, to go and, and speak to somebody about. But it, it can be controlled and it can be managed? Yes, it can. If anybody needs help or advice, they can call Asthma UK's advice line and the number is on our website at asthma.org.uk. Asthma.org.uk. Emily, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Emily, I'm, I'm surprised to hear that three people die a day of asthma. That's, That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I was asthmatic as a child, but it seems to be something that I've grown out of. Really? Yeah. I was always slightly envious of the kids with the inhalers. Oh, they're horrible. Yeah, then I had to use one a few years ago and I got um, thrush. Well, you've got to keep it clean. Rinse your mouth. You're, well, I know. I had oral thrush. I don't know why that brings uh, merriment to you. Uh, so you've got... I know you're asthmatic. Apparently. Do you remember the Ventolin inhalers? When I was a kid, they weren't the pump-action ones oh, the like that. They were... <laughs> yeah, and a fan that went round, and all the powder got stuck to the back of your throat. Gosh. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine, you're looking ponderous. Always. I'm always thinking. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. You've got a contract to work here for another year, so <laughs> there's, there's no escape at all. There's, there's two things that struck me in the papers. One is this pregnant, um, the, the mums-to-be yeah. thing. Should it be uh, I illegal? illegal? to drink when you're pregnant. Now they advise against it or to drink in moderation. Well, they say, because it changes. I'm just getting a lemon while I speak to you. I hope you don't mind. No, that's fine. Are you going to cut it as well? Or I'm is gonna, it already cut? I'm is gonna, it pre-cut? I'm going to cut a lemon and make myself some medicine. You be careful. Because uh, the, the, the advice changes, doesn't it? Sometimes, you know, it's, it's you, you do not drink when you're pregnant. And then other times it's, ah, a glass of wine is OK. Mm -hmm. I always think, if in doubt... Do not. Do not. Although, I, I'm going to admit this, I, I had, the, I had a, every, an occasional glass of wine when I was pregnant. Really? Yeah, just occasionally. Did you not feel bad about it? Not really. Why? I wasn't, I wasn't a booze hound. 
like you are now. <laughs> Listen. I had the occasional one. If I was having a meal or something, I wouldn't, you know, it'd be to um, compliment a meal. It wouldn't be to get mullered. I don't understand. Mullered. <laughs> Welcome to 1989, guys. We're going to get mullered. <laughs> but what? I don't understand why a mum would take a risk with a, a glass of wine or it's a, not a, a risk. fag on. It's, I don't think. A fag on is something else. Yeah. A fag on is something else. But I didn't smoke. Some mums would say the occasional fag wouldn't do any harm. Didn't no, I didn't smoke when I was pregnant. It wasn't a problem. But uh, yeah, okay, all right. I'm I don't think that. that you should be punishing people who do things in moderation. Well, I just think if you're, you're you are responsible mm-hmm. for this thing that's inside of you, it's a baby, uh, then you should just take every possible measure to to protect it. Not go out, keep your well, feet up, just be an incubator. Well, yeah, why not? Why not? You've got precious cargo. Oh, gosh, you sound like my mum. Yeah, have you got the most precious cargo in the world? Of course you have. And that's why you don't go mad. No, they turn to little so-and-sos. You also have to have a rounded life. You have a rounded stomach. Exactly. I had to go to work. That could be argued that that was more detrimental to my health because I was so stressed out. (laughs) Working with these plums. So there's that story. Should it be illegal to uh, have a booze up when you're pregnant? I also don't think it's right to criminalise a woman like this who clearly has a problem. Well, okay. this is interesting because she's obviously an alcoholic, this woman. Okay, so therefore she could not stop drinking if she wanted to. So what drinking to excess? We're talking about a lot. So what do you do with someone like that? Do you then put them in like a, a, a dry house or a prison or something to stop them drinking until the kid's born, and then it's out you go. Good luck. I don't know. I what, do, what do you do? Because you've got to protect the child. Yeah, but punishing her and shaming her once the damage has been done is really not going to help, is it? And where is this child now? Is, is it still with the mother? I'm, I would suggest maybe not. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. And then there's this. I've, I, the more I think about this, I, the, the angrier I get. Yeah, okay, gollywogs. All right, fine. Yeah, okay, blacking up. Yeah, okay, fine. But wearing the American Indian. Headdress, you know the long thing with all the feathers and the beads. Is that the chief? The, the the chief's dress. Chief sitting bull. When did that become racist? I, th- I think when people became more aware of how they were wiped out on purpose. Oh, they, oh yeah, guys. We, this is a mass culling of a whole people. We murdered them. Hey, can we buy that land off you? Yeah, sure. How much? Uh, we've got some uh, magic beads. Okay, fine. Do you know what we did? Then, when, then, then when ten they got years later, that? You, you, you tricked us. Do you know what, what we did when they got wise to that? Go on. We gave them infected blankets, yep. so they got smallpox. We did. We did that. We us us primarily the British. Nice one, guys. Well done. Um, but why? I don't understand. So Ellie Goulding, the pop singer, I, 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 I don't really know any of her songs. I'm sure she's excellent. I'm sure she's adequate. She's posed as an American Indian. I what, 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 where's the beef? I think the beef is people doing it to get drunk and lark around when actually it's a sort of sacred oh, thing. Oh, no. I have never seen any... You don't see drunk lads on a Friday night. Uh, she was wearing it for a party. She was wearing it for a party, yeah, yeah. But, she, but, but I don't see... So it kind of... To, I think to them, and, and having read the way it's covered in America, to the Native Americans and those who sympathise with their plight, it makes a mockery of what was a, ah. you know, a, a sacred position. Crystal Spear, that's a great name. Crystal Spear, who works for the Native American Heritage Association in America, uh, said, uh, I do think the reaction is a bit much. People these days will jump at anything to get offended. I can see both sides, but unless you're Native American yourself, I don't think it's right for you to say whether it's offensive or not. Mm-hmm. Boom. I don't... Man alive. 
I'm tempted to come in as an, as, uh, an American Indian we're tomorrow. We're more distant from it, aren't we? Well, from America, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miles away. Good point. You do it in America, you get in trouble. Oh, wait, four, five... Well, OK, fine. Well, I'm going to go... in trouble and everyone loves him at the moment. Fine, I'm going to go and do it in America then. Don't. I'm going to do it in America. Don't do it in America. I'm going to do it in America. Don't do it in America. I'm going to do it in America. Don't do it in America. Can Kelly? I film it? I'm not actually going to do it in America. Oh, I wouldn't. Okay. Probably won't, know. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 northbound, there's a lane closed between Junction 3 for Loudwater and Junction 4 for the Highway Hand You Cross roundabout. That's because of an accident involving a crane and a lorry. It's on the hard shoulder at the moment, but there is debris in the outside lane, making it very slow. In Uxbridge, the A40 Western Avenue is queuing eastbound between the Swakeleys roundabouts and Gypsy Corner. That's not helped by a broken-down vehicle in the Medway underpass. In Dunstable, the A5 southbound's heavy between Dunstable and Markgate. And on the M1 southbound, it's very heavy between the Luton Airport, Spur Road and Junction nine for Redbourne. In Bishop's Stortford, the A120 is very busy in both directions around the Perkeridge roundabout. In Cheshunt, the A10 southbound is heavy around the Turnford and the M25 for Enfield. And on the trains, there are delays between Stevenage and King's Cross because of overrunning engineering works. Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Headlines at 16 minutes past seven. The Milton Keynes School attended by a seven-year-old girl who died of an asthma attack, so they want to build a permanent memorial to her. It follows a row over whether she can be buried alongside family members in the village of Newton-Longville. Plans to cut millions of pounds of emergency funding for families in crisis in the three counties should be reconsidered, according to the charity The Children's Society. And in sport, Watford have dropped from first to third in the championship after a 2-1 defeat at struggling Birmingham. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, you've missed things like this. Getting involved with Age Concern basically was just like, it was part of my rehabilitation from drugs and alcohol. But there is a way you can hear it all again. Do you remember what got you first started on drink and and, and drugs then? bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio, allowing you to listen to what you missed. Like most people, you don't really know why you end up being in that model to start with. You just find like yourself a social in thing then? As, you yeah, it all starts out as a social thing. And then the next thing you know, you're drinking in the streets. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Sorry? What are, you, what are you banging on about? Oh, you're, I'm trying uh, to fix myself. Can oh, you go away? Stop fiddling with that. <laughs> I made it loose. Richard. Yo, my man, how's it hanging? <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, you'll never guess what Catherine's fiddling with. Hey, I'm not Catherine. No, exactly, her bra. Anyway, listen. Yes? Something serious this morning. The asthma thing and all those people that have got problems with their throat pipes and tubes. Lungs and what have you. Yeah. Many years ago in a previous life, I used to work for a company that manufactured ionizers. Do you know what an ionizer is? Um, no. It's a little gadget you, you, you plug in and it emits, I can't remember whether it emits negative ions or positive ions. And what it does, all particulate matter floating around in the bedroom, the sort of stuff that you'll see, if you get a ray of sunshine shining in the room, you know you see all that bits of stuff floating around. Yeah, I, I like the way you're leaving gaps for me to join in. Yes. Well, yeah, I just want to try and get you to keep it. You, you've seen sunshine shining in with 
in the room and there's lots of particulate matter floating around, haven't you, you I guess? Yes, uh, yes. I've not got the script here, Richard, so I'm, I'm, I'm improvising. Yes. Gets down your lungs and irritates you. Now, the ionizer um, emits ions, I-O-N-S, that are either negative or positive. They're the opposite to what the particulate matter is, and it grounds out the particulate matter. And the point I'm coming to is that um, I work for this company that manufacture these, and you, I think you still get them in Argos. Um, and we used to get no, no end of mums writing in saying, my little Johnny, for the first time ever, has had a decent night's sleep, thanks to using the ionizer, because it stops all that particulate matter getting down your nose and your tubes and your chest and irritating your lung and keeping you awake at night. So you were actually helping um, people um, by being less of an irritant. How come, Richard, you're now very irritating? Well, on a serious note, if anyone's never heard of these, get them to Google them up, what an ionizer does. Um, we got so many people writing in saying, you know, thank you so much and all the rest of it. <clears throat> Um, and they may, anyone with asthma, which is obviously a terrible thing for those who've got it, or chest infections, like I believe your good self had recently. Thank you, Richard. Can you get me a free one? Well, funny you say that. I used to have a lost load of them. Did you? <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, do you know what? This be, being off with, with, and thank you, Richard, that's good advice. Uh, a be, being off for a week without a voice has been so boring and frustrating. Not boring for some of us. Get out of it, you cheeky little... Can you believe that, Philip? Good morning, Ian. How are you? You feel a bit... You, I hope you feel better soon. That's what I mean to say. I feel... The thing is, I feel worse. All week I've been off... Yeah. I've had no voice. Yes. And I came in yesterday to to um, to rally the team. Literally no voice. I felt fine. Yeah. Now my voice is coming back. I feel bloody awful. Yeah, I, I think you, you, you... It's difficult to judge when to come back to work. I mean, yes. I know when, you know, from past experience when I was at work, that you, you, you think, oh, I'm fine, I'll go back, yeah. and then, you know... But, but I, I think, if I don't work, I don't get paid. I don't, I yeah. don't get sick pay. So, yeah. uh, you know, the kids... Well, you know, the kids are starving. Yeah. Aww. Reason I've rung, Ian... Yes. Um, I've got to ask a question. Something happened to me on Sunday, and I thought to myself, I wonder if anybody else has done this. Hello, have you Philip. Ever got on cheeky. The have cheeky. You ever got, have you cheeky. ever got on the... Pardon? Cheeky. <laughs> no, no, it was... It, cheeky. It wasn't my fault. Um, cheeky. It was. Have you ever cheeky. got on the wrong... Thank you. Have you cheeky. ever got on the wrong... Ian, have you ever got on cheeky. the wrong... Cheeky. I beg your pardon. Hello? Hello? Cheeky. Oh, um, Ian, have you ever got on the wrong train? No. <laughs> I got on the wrong train on Sunday. They messed about with the platforms <laughs> down at Bromley South. And I wondered if any of the listeners got on the wrong train and where they ended up. Where, well, where did you end up, Philip? Well, actually, I was at Bromley South, as I say. Yeah. And I only wanted to go two stops down to Beckenham. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm on the platform at Victoria Station. Blimey. It could have been Bedford or so, because the trains come through there going to yeah. Bedford. Well, we're, Kath and I are going to get the train to yes. Hull on Friday. Well, that's to what Thursday. made me think. You know, I mean, do you remember John Cleese in the film Clockwise? I, I do. It's a very boring film. That film really irritated me. Oh, because, because he, he was a sort of irritating character, wasn't well, he? But it could have all have been sorted with one phone call, is what I remember from that. Is that yeah. what yeah. irritated you, you obviously didn't have 10 did he? No. <laughs> but I just wondered, you know, um, you say you've never. What about you, Catherine? Have you ever got on the... No, I've fallen asleep on the train, though. Oh, well, wait, you ended up somewhere you didn't want to go? Uh, yeah, but only one stop down, so it wasn't really tomorrow. dramatic. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so easy, because I say the indicator balls now are so small. And unless you get an announcement, you know, you're, uh, you're up the creek. 
Yeah, that would be helpful. Yes. So anyway, I'll be interested to hear if anybody's uh, had the same predicament. Good. Philip, thank you very much indeed. You could Philip be up, will be interested. You could be up the creek tomorrow, Kath. Send me oh. that. I can guarantee you I will not be up the creek. 08459 455 555. Wrong train uh, tails. Mm-hmm. Tall train tails. Wrong train or too long on the train? Call me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. 08459 if you do want to. Yeah. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555. Now, a charity is calling on the government to reverse its decision to cut emergency funding for families in crisis in beds, hearts and bucks. The Children's Society says more than £12 million to help families in the east of England is under threat from government cuts. The money is distributed under local welfare assistance schemes, which are run by local authorities and help struggling families avoid uncontrollable debt. We can talk now to Labour councillor Sharon Taylor, who's leader of Stevenage Borough Council and is also a member of the Local Government Association's Resources Board. Uh, Morning, Sharon. How vital are these local welfare assistance schemes? Good morning, Ian. Well, they are absolutely critical when we are trying to help families who are facing, for example, a personal crisis in their lives. They provide a very sort of short-term source of emergency funding to help people out and um, we took over these funds um, just about 18 months ago now and we agree with the Children's Society we would like the government not to cut this funding it provides a vital lifeline for those families uh, when they need um, you know something in a real time of crisis for them and we've delivered this service much more efficiently than when it used to be the old crisis loan system which I'm sure people will remember. Why is it being cut? Well, um, I think this is part of overall government cuts in funding, and um, we've we've asked the government to negotiate with us. We have been able to make some savings on this um, on this budget because of doing it locally. Obviously, is much more efficient. We're able to work with our voluntary sector partners and so on. And um, that's made it a much more efficient way of delivering the funds. So we knew we could make cuts in this funding. But um, the government has just, uh, without having this sort of consultation we wanted with local government, decided to cut them. What kind of claims are made? Who'd, who'd be asking for this money? Well, the sort of people we're talking about are, for example, um, if you've got a domestic abuse victim who has to flee their, their family home and they're left homeless and they need to set up home very quickly in an emergency situation. Young people who are careless who are setting up home for the first time who don't have, you know, the kind of family resources to fall back on that most of us uh, would be fortunate enough to have when uh, we're setting up our home for the first time. Or um, I had a case, for example, of somebody whose um, partner had developed leukaemia. Their budget was obviously cut drastically because she'd had to stay at home and look after him and his wages had been cut as well because he wasn't working and their heating bills went up dramatically because he needed to have, you know, the heating on full blast most of the time so it's to deal with things like that and if we don't do it the danger is people will go to illegal loan sharks or high cost lenders and that just stacks us up problems for the future and local government's just simply not able to replace this funding in because we've had 40 percent cuts in our budget over the last couple of years and uh, are there any other options for people who are in trouble apart from you know the slightly uh, dubious ways that you've mentioned is there any other help for them 
Well, this is what we're saying. We, we did a survey of, of councils but through the local government association. Three out of four councils said they just would not be able to replace this funding. It is the only real source of real emergency funding. So if the plug is pulled on it by the government, we agree that we could make some savings in the, in the overall budget. We had £347 million in the country last year. We think we could make significant savings in that. We've asked them to work with us, and they are now doing a consultation to... Um, see what we can do in terms of making savings on that but if they cut the budget altogether that just takes away this very vital lifeline do we know when a decision's going to be made well um, they're undergoing a, a consultation at the moment and we will certainly be making strong representations from the local government association um, that they don't cut it i don't have um, the cut-off date for the consultation i'm afraid but um we hope that we we will make um you know enough of a, a case for you know, the long-term effects of this, if we don't have this funding, that they will um, they will agree to reinstate some of the funding. All right, Sharon. Well, well, good luck with that. Let's know how it goes. Thanks very much for your time. That's uh, Councillor Sharon Taylor, 08459 455 555. You can give us a call about that. Uh, you also were also asking, should it be illegal to drink while you're pregnant? 08459 455 555. And come on, guys, what's wrong with dressing up as an American Indian? For goodness sakes! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M14 northbound is queuing after an accident between Junction 3 for the High Wycombe East and Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. And that's after a crane and a lorry had an accident that's on the hard shoulder now and the debris has been cleared from the road, so we should start to see that ease off soon, but it is looking busy at the moment. In Uxbridge, the A40 Western Avenue is queuing between the Swakeleys roundabout and Gypsy Corner. That's not helped by the broken-down vehicle in the Medway underpass. In Hemel Hempstead, looking at the speed sensors, the A41 southbound is building up between the Hemel Hempstead turnoff and the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. In Dunstable, the A5 southbound's very heavy between West Street and Luton Road and the M1 southbound's very heavy looking at the cameras between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the trains, Great Northern have half an hour delays between Stevenage and Kings Cross because of overrunning engineering works at Alexandra Palace. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The Milton Keynes School, attended by a seven-year-old girl who died of an asthma attack, say they want to build a permanent memorial to her. It follows a row over whether she can be buried alongside family members in the village of Newton-Longville. Family and friends of a Luton man who died in police custody a year ago have held a candlelit vigil outside the town's police station. 39-year-old Leon Briggs died after he was detained by Bedfordshire Police last November. And at least four out of five people in our region support having more white powers devolved to local areas according to a poll out today but the survey commissioned by the BBC also reveals people are more split about the idea of an English parliament Three Counties Sports BBC Three Counties Radio Watford have dropped from first to third in the Championship after a 2-1 defeat at struggling Birmingham. Fernando Forestieri had scored a first-half equaliser for the Hornets, but they conceded an 85th-minute winner. Head coach Slavisa Jokanovic made five changes to Saturday's winning team. Yes, it's especially it's, uh, disappointed uh, result. Uh, we lose the game. We try to catch control of the, of the game, but always after they the lose the ball, we have... Uh, 
it has many, many problems. So Watford down to third behind Bournemouth and Middlesbrough, who both won with only four points covering the top eight teams. In the Champions League, a much changed Liverpool lost 1-0 at Real Madrid. His manager, Brendan Rodgers. In terms of team selection, I'm not really bothered. You know, we haven't been a team that's that's got a consistent run of form at the moment. You know, winning five, six games, the changes were the team that I thought would would get as a performance and a result and we got a performance unfortunately just didn't quite get the result and Arsene Wenger saw his Arsenal side draw three all at home to Anderlecht after leading 3-0 maybe we uh, underestimated subconsciously Anderlecht and got punished but Champions League you need to be at the mental level or you get punished and certainly uh, we are not Tonight, Manchester City hosts CSKA Moscow. Chelsea are away to Maribor. Milton Keynes-Dons League One trip to Scunthorpe next Saturday, November the 15th, has been postponed after international call-ups for Dons trio, Will Grigg, Ben Reeves and Deli Alley. A strong Stevenage side won 3-1 at Colney Heath last night in the Hearts Senior Cup, with Tom Pett scoring twice, but Andy Bond was sent off. And Luton Town's youngsters are through to the second round of the FA Youth Cup after a 4-1 win over Didcot at Kenilworth Road. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. What's go- what's going on in there, guys? What's going on, guys? Guys. What's, what's going on in there, guys? Uh, I broke my switch. <laughs> Kath has been sat there all morning flicking her switch. So I've been on the radio, she's been flicking away, and it's, it's uh, dropped off. Broken it. Uh, g- so it's g- permanently on, and that won't, won't do anyone any good. Imagine that, dear listener, if you will, please. Uh, have you fixed it yet? Nope. I'll speak to Peter in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What would you like to have a whinge about, sir? I'm just thinking how... Uh, Brave I am to come back in. Uh, I'm very pleased to hear you back. Bless you. It's not... Uh, your voice is more like a softly bubbling Riverly at the moment. So- softly bubbling what? Riverly. Uh, Riverly? As in yeah. the, the verb? The adverb? Yeah. Riverly. River, River Lee. Like, it is it runs quick- through Hertfordshire. Oh, you mean the River Lee? I thought you meant. I thought you meant an adverb, like quickly. <laughs> no, 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 no. And uh, furthermore, you, you, you've got a tendency you want to save your voice, but every time there's a subject comes on, oh, you want up. to get involved. I can't shut up, Peter. <laughs> no, I, I know. know. And it's costing no. me a fortune. Yeah, well, you, you really got to slow yourself down. Uh, a bit. The thing is, do you know what? That, that last week I felt pretty much fine. I was very tired, but. I felt fine. I just couldn't speak. So I spent... And, and I was and I was trying... I was resting my voice. I was steaming. I was doing all of that. I was so bored. Well, you, you I was got, frustrated. You've got to remember, in your studio, you've been breathing into all the equipment anyway. <laughs> so, so that could be a possibility. Oh, blimey. <laughs> I've got all of Nick Coffer's germs. Absolutely. Imagine absolutely. that. And you're and you're really and truly yeah. you, you you really want to get involved in every subject and you should slow it down for a little while. Slow it down. Slow it down. Yes, definitely. Because you because you are you are really you're quite a character really. Sorry. And you you get you're involved s- in every subject, which is good. Come and get involved with your face in a minute with my hand. <laughs> Good well, well, I do enjoy what you say. Most of the things you say, apart from cutting people off short. Um, I don't. I don't cut anyone off short. Well, what? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. 
<clears throat> Lots to talk about this morning. Should it be illegal for pregnant women to drink? What happened there? Rupture. It's not my day. No, it, it never is. Yeah. What? Nothing. Tell us about this pregnant story again, please, Catherine. There's a story in the newspapers and online at the moment, and um, it is about a woman who could not stop binge drinking, even though she was advised that it was damaging her unborn child. Um, the, bo- the baby was born with fetal alcohol syndrome, which means that it uh, had some birth defects and it's very disa- the child is very disabled now. Um, and there is talk of uh, legal action is, is ongoing and there's talk that maybe that child will be entitled to £500,000 worth of damages as a victim of crime. Uh, and some charities have, have decided that this is the time to say, actually, let's not leave it down to the mother to decide whether or not she can drink in moderation. Let's yeah. just ban drinking while pregnant completely. So make it illegal. So we're asking whether you think it should be illegal to drink while you're pregnant. 08459 four double five five double five. Oh, what happened there? I've got no idea. I thought it was getting dramatic. Oh, sorry. I know you're doing a really serious thing and then... Many ways. And so were those who did the fighting. And then 19 starts playing by no, Paul no, no, Hardcastle. No, I can... Oh, soldier was oh, I don't know how to stop it now. In Vietnam, he was 19. Oh. Vietnam, and that's a serious song as well. And that was what the 80s were like. No one knew how to stop that song. <laughs> That's how it happened. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Should it be illegal for pregnant uh, mums to be to drink? It is one of those things. I don't understand why why you would do it. You can live. I've lived without booze for ten years. You can live without booze for nine months. It depends what your relationship with booze is, doesn't it? If you can have it as a drink that accompanies a meal, and you have one, and that is it, then that's one thing, isn't it? Whether you have to finish off a whole bottle and go on to the next one, then you know that you're not going to have the common sense to to stop for the interest of your child. Oh eight four five nine four double five five. I mean, same goes for smoking, doesn't it? You shouldn't smoke when you're pregnant. Well, should that be illegal? I think that's more damaging. I think that should be more illegal. (laughs) We're now talking about degrees of legality. I think that should be more illegal. I think that should be made illegal first. It's, it's certainly the more serious of the two. And we've done, we've done, Justin's been out on the streets about this before. And loads of mums um, puffing away. Carrying on. They can't stop for their own child. You know you've got a problem. That, that, that's the thing. And I remember when I was in labour, they told us to go and walk around the grounds for a while. And we walked past women who were in labour puffing away on a cigarette. Well, and what uh, political party are you in now? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, Jog that's, on. That's uh, for the highbrow listeners, um, including John Bunning, who's posted on Facebook. Pity he's back. Been very nice without the guy. Got to be the most obnoxious man on radio. Can't you send him to the moon? Um, no. He's posted that on your Facebook. He's posted it on. We, how would you get to the moon? Spaceship, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Which is in the press at the moment. Would you? Would you spend one hundred and fifty thousand pounds? We've already done that one. Justin did it really well, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. To be fair. What, what question did he ask? Would you send your family? Or is, uh, no, Branson, mm. bonkers or brilliant? Oh, yeah, I wonder where that came from. I wonder what Muppet came up with that nonsense. I would ask a much more detailed question. Go on. Would uh, you pay £150,000 to go to space with Jay-Z? Oh, why Jay-Z? Because he's probably, I think he's on it, isn't he? Is he's he? Gonna, he's, gonna, he's got a ticket. Isn't he? Mm. I'm gonna... You need to do the research before you ask that question. OK. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go, guys. Let's forget you uh, chomping at the bit, frothing at the gills. Now that Scotland has been given more power following their referendum about independence, what about us English? Well, haven't actually been given more power yet. That may not even happen. But shouldn't we have more say about what happens to us locally? 
A survey commissioned by the BBC shows that in our region, at least four out of five people support having more Whitehall powers devolved to local areas. That's more than 80% of people questioned. But people are more split about the idea of an English Parliament. Only just over 50% of people are in favour of that. Well, I'm joined now by uh, Scylla Cullen from Hertfordshire, who's a local member of the campaign for an English Parliament. Morning, Scylla. Why, why do you want to see an English Parliament? Hello. Well, the main reason we want an English Parliament is because we have no political or institutional representation. There's no one to speak for England. We have no First Minister. And I'm afraid all this talk about regional counties, regionalism, localism, simply won't uh, won't do. It just doesn't answer the question. So explain what, what an English First Minister would do and what would happen to the Prime Minister. Well, in our view, we would have a new uh, 21st century United Kingdom where all the countries would be in equality with each other and to central government, which would be the British government, uh, which would be the British Prime Minister. The British Prime Minister would be responsible for all the things that are not devolved, and that is uh, subjects such as foreign policy, um, taxation and all those external uh, matters. The internal matters that we want dealt with by an English government, as the Scots have, are things like health and education, which are really the most closely um, regarded things that ordinary people have. Mm. They're most concerned about their health and how the national the English National Health Service treats them, and also, of course, the education of their children. Uh As we know, it's only in England that uh, graduates are faced with paying Mm. um, a graduate tax of uh, £9,000 a year for their tuition. Doesn't happen in Scotland, it's free. Doesn't happen in Wales because they get they don't have to pay so much. Isn't it just adding another layer, though? People want things simplified, don't they, Sella? Well, it would not necessarily mean adding another layer. Mm. Um, it would. We already have layers of local government. We have layers of uh, government in Scotland and Wales. And from our point of view, we see that, in fact, we have too, perhaps too many MPs in England. Um, we have more MPs per head of population than most of the rest of the world. Uh, and we could uh, increase the size of the constituencies and release some of those MPs to the British government. To the wild. Beg pardon? We could release them into the wild. Well, <laughs> let them fend <laughs> for themselves. That may well be some people's considered opinion. Who would you see as being a good uh, uh, English uh, first minister? What kind of person would you be looking for? Well, um, we, we sent out a job description to all current MPs. Obviously, it was a bit of a spoof. And um, unfortunately, of course, we've had no replies. But it was, it was based on the, um, the uh, job description for the Scottish First Minister. Yeah. And um, the, it, that we would expect that first, our first minister, to promote and represent England internally and externally. We have no representation as a country in Europe, unlike Scotland and Wales. And unlike the Isle of Man and Jersey and Guernsey, we have no representation in the British Irish Council either. So we'd expect them to do that. The, but the, see, the name that springs to mind... 
Boris Johnson. <laughs> Boris Johnson's expressed absolutely no interest. Oh. <laughs> He's got his eyes on Prime Minister. He wants to be the big man, doesn't he? He may well be. I couldn't possibly say. Silla, <laughs> uh, if, if people want to find out more about uh, your, your campaign, how, how can they do this? Well, we have a website. Mm. It's thecep.org.uk. We have and that's all one word? Yes, the CEP is all one word. Yep. We have um, a Facebook site as well and a Twitter account, which I think is at the CEP, but I'm not too sure about that one. Um, I, I don't do Twitter myself. <laughs> you didn't sound the sort that would do, Scylla. <laughs> uh, listen, thank you very much for coming on and explaining no that. You're very kind. That's uh, Scylla Cullen from Hertfordshire. 08459 is the telephone number. Hey, listen, this is, I wanted to say this, this is a great... You have trouble um, getting up in the morning, don't you, yeah, Catherine? I do, I can't think why. There's a great app. You can't get it on... Um, oh, where did I put it? It's in one of the posh papers. You can't get it on iPhone, but you can get it on your phone. OK, OK. Get my phone, not iPhone. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's a wake-up call, right? So you say you want a wake-up call at half past three in the morning. Yes. And someone phones you up. Oh, I can't be dealing with you. But like a me. random person, <laughs> right? It's called w- Wakey. Um, and basically, anyone from anywhere in the world, they don't get your phone number, but anyone from anywhere in the world can then wake you up at the time. Of and loads of them are coming from oh, Russia. I want to do it, though. Well, you can do it. I want to be the person that... You, you can do it. Up. You sign up for it. We do it as a team. Woke up to a thick Russian accent telling me he loves me, said one. Another said, the other day I got woken up by a very drunk-sounding Russian guy, apparently in a loud bar. He didn't know how to say anything other than wake up in English. <laughs> What's it called? Wakey. But I think you can then hear the other people that you're waking up. <laughs> One user wrote on the internet, I think I just ended a relationship. Woke two people up. The first was cool, said, I'm awake, thanks. The second, not so cool. I could hear a man and a woman, and when she realised I could hear them too, she started freaking out on the guy. I t- tried to explain, but the one-minute timer was up. <laughs> this sounds brilliant. I want that. Get that app. We're going to wake some people up. Like, we'll wake some people up later on, shall we? We'll have some of that. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 northbound is heavy after the accident earlier. That's between Junction 3 for High Wycombe East and Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross Roundabout. All the lanes have been reopened. It's still very busy looking at the speed sensors through there, though. In Aylesbury, the A41 Gatehouse Road is closed in both directions between Oxford Road and Bicester Road. After an accident there, it's very slow in the area. The A1 southbound is queuing between the St Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks there. And on the M1 southbound, it's very heavy between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Having a look on the speed sensors at the A1M, it's very heavy southbound between Junction 3 for St Albans and Junction 2 for Wellham Green. And on the trains, Great Northern have half an hour delays between Stevenage and King's Cross. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. At 7.46, the headlines. The Milton Keynes School attended by a seven-year-old girl who died of an asthma attack, so they want to build a permanent memorial to her. It follows a row over whether she can be buried alongside family members in the village of Newton Longville. Plans to cut millions of pounds of emergency funding for families in crisis in the three counties should be reconsidered, according to the charity The Children's Society. And in sport, Watford had dropped from first to third in the championship after a 2-1 defeat at struggling Birmingham. Hearts and Bucks Weather. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Good morning. It is rather a misty start out there. Quite chilly, not quite as chilly as yesterday, though. The temperature between 4 and 6 Celsius at the moment. Mist will start to lift and it's not going to be too bad a day. Quite chilly though, a northwesterly breeze. We should have some bright and sunny spells though. The temperature getting up to around 12 Celsius. Overnight, near on perfect conditions for bonfire night. Dry and clear temperatures down to zero, so a widespread frost, a very chilly night, but also some mist and fog coupled with any smoke generated from any bonfires or fireworks. It could be quite uh, a nasty visibility-wise night. So for tomorrow morning, clear and cold to start very, very chilly. Eventually the cloud will start to thicken. Maximum temperature for Thursday, 11 Celsius. That's your forecast. Every weekday from three. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Local people. What's your story? Seems there's a law for them and then there's one for the press. And I disagree with what they're saying. Local views. In some cases, sort of 40% loss in value on their properties. Has Kevin Luton got it right? There is a responsibility when you're paid from the public purse. Local life. Do you want to know how much my carer's allowance goes up by every April when the tax year changes? Two quid. Roberto Peroni. And is it fair to target people on benefits. Weekdays from 3, BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hi. Sorry? You can't find that app. I don't think it exists. I think someone's having you on. How are you spelling it? Wakey. Well, I spelt that and I got wakey wakey. I-E. Yeah, and I just, no, I didn't get that then. Spell it properly then. W A K I E. There's a co- this is all in the the time, so this is proper. Right? And then there's a, a comment on it later on, and it mentions some other apps that are available. Uh-huh. Um, touch surgery. Practice complex surgery anytime, anywhere. Allows the owner to go through the process of cutting open uh, an imaginary patient. What for? Well, as one app reviewer says, I'm only 15, an aspiring surgeon. I already know the steps for taking out an appendix. No, I don't think you're qualified. You know. Listen, if you're stuck on a desert island and that kid is the only one there, I would let him do it. There are other apps, Wakey, W-A-K-I-E. Uh, but there's also one called Poolog. This is in the Times, guys. Uh, I vibe massager, m- massager light. There's an app that uh, warns boyfriends when it's the <clears throat> time of the month. Oh, come on. And there's also... Uh, this, now, this sound... If they're a proper boyfriend, they should know. I should know the signs. And there's also this brilliant app that measures how high in the air you've just thrown your mobile phone. Oh. That's genius. Well, mm, isn't it? If it still works when it comes down. Come on, guys. That's utter I genius. It. I found it. You got it? Can we wake someone up? Uh, I'm just installing now. Is it free? Yeah. So this is, a, this is an app, okay, an application. Uh, guys, where you get asked to wake people up at various times, and so you 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 log in, and you wake them up. Yeah, yeah. This sounds like and the it co- tells you how many people need waking up now. How many people need waking up now? And well, hang on, I'm not installed yet. What if though there's people that want to be woken up, but there's nobody around to do it, so they just oversleep. That's, that makes it all the more exciting. There will always be someone who wants to wait. I, I will. Why wouldn't you? If I had an Android phone, I, I would quit my job now and just stay at home waking people up constantly. Hey, we're stupid, you know. We could do this with the listeners now. Yeah. Who needs waking up? We could start a list of who needs waking up tomorrow morning well, and do them. Did, did, okay, well, this, this does lead us to a, nicely into a phone that I've just thought of. Uh, uh, ways you have woken people up, ways you've been woken up, and your, your waking up stories. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five.
Okay. We'll get gold on that. You reckon? Can we wake someone up, please? Yeah, who needs waking up? No, on your app. I want to wake up a Russian or something. Let's see. Or an Italian. Wake up an Italian. How do you say good morning in Italian? Ciao bella! (laughs) Cinque cento! Okay. Well, it's it's, it's installing. Oh, flipping it, mate. How long does it take to install something on your telefono? Ages. Uh, Oh. Mucho tiempo. Mucho tiempo. Then what do I do while I'm waiting? Oh, I'll speak to Dennis. Go on, Dennis. Good morning. How have you been woken up? Uh, by you. Sorry? By you. Sorry? Yes, you woke, you woke me up. Sorry? Sorry? What? Yes. Pardon? It's nice to hear your dulcet. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're back. The other fellow was too nice. I didn't get on to him at all no. because he was too nice. He's Justin's done a cracking job. He's a good lad. Yes. Now then, waking up. Yes, sir. On the phone. <laughs> My son was in the States a fortnight ago, and about past ten in the morning, I thought, oh, I'll have a word with him. So I rang him up, he was only half past five there. He was not best pleased. <laughs> we had a few choice words over Did you not think of, of checking the time difference? No, no, I did not for one second. What a plum you are, Dennis. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm sorry. The world is a funny place. Well, yeah, <laughs> when you're involved in it, it could be. Hey, Dennis, get, get this right. There's a story in The Sun today. The sun has been blasted. Okay, They've said world gone mad, official. A ban on a sun ad offering a date with a page three girl as a competition prize was blasted last night. Why? The Advertising Standards Agency has outlawed the advert, saying the prize is sexist and offensive. Well, I don't know. It might, it might be a girl who wins it. Does it make it she's sexist as well? It makes I it very not. sexy and oh, offensive. This, let's, let's get it straight. Sex is great, so why the hell does he keep lambasting it? Lam- lambasting. Lambasting, lambasting, who cares? I would, ne- I would never baste a lamb whilst having sex. No, no. <laughs> get on with it. Because it's, it's not coming back. Morning, Colin. Morning. How are you feeling? I'm feeling fine. Dennis is gone then. Yeah, obviously. I'm feeling chesty. Oh, uh, get Caddy to rub it for oh, you. Oh, Colin, please. Well. You can't do that stuff at the BBC anymore. Oh. Don't. No. No. Zip. No. Zip. Zip. Stop yep. it. Yeah. Hey. Anyway, no. be woken up. Yes, sir. What, you're waking up stories. Oh, wait, 459-455-555. Call me now. Um, many years ago, I used to be on night duty, and um, I would, my mum would wake me up at about... Were you eight. a male hooker? No. I was a telephonist. All right. For, for a hooking agency? No. Firstly, for... Um, a large North London hospital. Oh, cheeky. The Whittington. And, and no, North Middlesex. Okay. Um, and secondly, for... Um, You're literally on to save my voice. Yeah. That's and it. And secondly, That's for the um, police station. All right, yeah. Um, anyway, when my sister and her little baby came round... Hang on a second. Cass about to wake an Italian. I'm looking for sleepers. Right, okay. Colin, carry on, but if Catherine finds any sleepers, I will have to interrupt you. We want to hear her wake up someone. Oh, yes. Of course. course. You you, you understand how it works. Oh, of course I do. Of course you do, Cole. Uh, Anyway, what used to happen was uh, I used to be woken up 
by uh, this baby crawling all over me and giving me slobbery kisses. Sorry? That's what she used to, My sister oh. used to put the baby... Being, being woke up by children is the worst form of torture in the world. They should send a lot of kids to Guantanamo Bay and wake up those, um, those criminals. That'll get them confessing. I hope your wife isn't listening. She doesn't. Oh, just as well then, isn't it? Isn't it just? Mm. So you've been taking lots of those lozenges and... I've been sucking on a lot of things over the last week, Colin, and it's done me very, very little good. Have we found someone to wake up yet, Catherine? Oh, hang on. I might have. Really? Who? Hang on. What details is it? Put it on speakerphone. Hang on, hang on. This is the most exciting thing ever. Catherine's going to wake up a random person. I can't. Hello, good morning. Wake up. Wake up now. Embrace the day. It'll mm. be great. You're looking fine. You smell great. Come on, let's do this. Can you hear them? Can't hear them. You just, you just faked it, didn't you? Did you put them on speakerphone? Can't. Mm. Oh. I think this may be something we have to play with off air. Someone's really confused somewhere in the world. Yeah, you. I'm looking at that confused person. <laughs> it's you. They're still there. Talk to them. What if I sign up them? as a person that needs to be woken up and then you ring me? This is getting so... Con- it's all gone wrong. Where's what? she going? She, she's off. Oh, she's... What's her beef? I don't know. I hope she doesn't pop into my... Someone else, you can do it. Who's... No, there's only 50 seconds. Hello? Time to wake up, man. Hey, man. Wake up. For goodness sakes. Right, OK, right, hang on. We're going to end the call. Go back to the app. We're going to find someone. This is exciting radio, isn't it, guys? Isn't it? Oh, I'm not going to phone that guy up. He's got a really rude name. Um, Shania Twain. Oh, should we wake Shania Twain up? Wake up, sleepy. Hello? Oh. Right, i see what we'll do. We'll do the radio show. It's rubbish, isn't it? It is a little bit rubbish. Oh, what a shame. You do the talking, I'm going to wake up someone. Maybe you're um, listening to this programme now and someone next to you needs waking up. Give us a call, 08459 455555 and we'll do it on, on air. How about that? You need to talk a bit longer. That number again, 08459 555555. It's rubbish. Yeah, well, I think we've been sold a pup. Yeah. Well, that's uh, certainly uh, added to the death of this radio show. Uh, oh, wait. someone else. Sorry? Yeah, I said it to ring someone else. You'll wake up stories, please. 08459 455 555. And in case you missed the phone number there. One time I woke up next to a dead spider. Whoa, I'm glad that sentence ended with spider. I thought it was (laughs) going to be man. That would have been awful. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Aylesbury, the A41 Gatehouse closed as, uh, Road is closed in both directions between Oxford Road and Bicester Road. It's very slow around there because of an accident. But the M40 northbound has reopened and it is moving well again between Junction 3 for High Wycombe East and Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross roundabouts. On the A1 southbound, it's queuing between the Kimbleton turnoff and the Black Hat roundabout through the roadworks. And the M1 southbound is very heavy at the moment, looking at these speed sensors between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the A1M southbound, it's heavy between Junction 3 for St Albans and 2 for Wellham Green. And on the trains, Great Northern have half an hour delays between Stevenage and King's Cross. That's because of overrunning engineering works at Alexandra Palace. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio.
vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Milton Keynes School to remember pupil in burial row. Migrants pay more in taxes than they receive in benefits and promotion set back for Watford. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Milton Keynes School, attended by a seven-year-old girl who died of an asthma attack, said they want to build a permanent memorial to her and raise awareness of the condition. The funeral of Kiara Barker from Netherfield is taking place tomorrow, following a row over whether she can be buried alongside family members in the village of newton Long. The parish council is refusing to back down on its policy that only village residents can be buried there. Emily Humphreys from Asthma UK says Langland School in Netherfield is doing the right thing. Asthma got a lot more common between sort of the 60s and the 90s, a two- or three-fold increase. But it's sort of plateaued since then. But nevertheless, it's still the most common long-term condition affecting children. So it's something that you know everyone will be familiar with or have come into contact with in some way. A report claims EU migrants to the UK pay more in tax taxes than they receive in benefits. However, the study by University College London also says those arriving from outside the EU cost the taxpayer nearly £120 billion between 1995 and 2011. Meanwhile, the French Interior Minister has indicated he would welcome a British police presence in Calais to deal with the increasing number of migrants seeking to enter the UK illegally. Family and friends of a Luton man who died in police custody a year ago have held a candlelit vigil outside the town's police station. 39-year-old Leon Briggs died after he was detained by Bedfordshire Police last November. An IPCC investigation is ongoing. Plans to cut millions of emergency, millions of pounds of emergency funding for families in crisis in the three counties should be reconsidered, according to a charity. The government's seeking to withdraw all support from local welfare assistance schemes, but the moves opposed by the Children's Society. Stevenage Council leader Sharon Taylor is also on the local government association. I had a case, for example, of somebody whose um, partner had developed leukaemia. Their budget was obviously cut drastically because she'd had to stay at home and look after him and his wages have been cut as well because he wasn't working and their heating bills went up dramatically because he needed to have you know, the heating on full blast most of the time. A cyclist was freed by firefighters after being trapped under a car in Hertfordshire last night. The male cyclist was taken to hospital after the collision on Watford Road in Croxley Green at around 6.45. Marks & Spencer has reported its first rise in underlying half-year profits for four years, although sales have continued to fall. The company says it's pleased with the progress it's made in a tough market. In sport Watford have dropped from first to third in the championship after defeat at struggling Birmingham. Here's Cottrell, swings the cross in, Donaldson! Watford fell asleep from the cross and Donaldson powered the header in! And with five and a half minutes left, it's Birmingham City 2, Watford 1. The weather, early mist and cloud should clear to leave a dry and sunny day, a maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Adjacent to the countryside, love the countryside, beautiful Hertfordshire countryside. Telling everyone about where you live. There's a good market on Thursdays and Saturdays. My family been in this area since the 1600s. All this week, we're exploring Hamel Hampstead. Friends and family, that is the main reason the halls us here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Ian Lee.
Valley, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you to Justin for keeping things going the last week or so. I've got to say, I've got, I've got to say, I'm off again on Friday. This is a this is a planned offing. I'm I, I'm sorry. I don't actually want to take Friday off. I do. I don't. I don't want to go to Hull. I do. I don't. I don't want to go to Hull with you. Kath? We have to go to Hull. We have to go to Hull. I was like a stroppy 15-year-old the other day. I don't want to go to Hull. You have to go to Hull. I don't want to. What if you go against Hull? I I mean, guys, come on. It's Hull. Mm -hmm. And what's your beef? I've got big beef with Hull. I just don't like the idea of... I, I like staying in my own bed. I don't want to go to Hull for a night. It's, a, it's an awards thing, right? We won't win. So we have to go all the way up to Hull and... Uh, and do our... And we're cl- happy for you, Face. I'm so glad... I'm so glad well I came all the way to Hull and we didn't win anything. Well isn't that... Isn't that marvellous? Oh, well done. Can we go home now? That, that'll, be the, that'll be the thing. Oh, At what point after not winning is it deemed not churlish to go home? Oh, it, it, it Five means- uh, we're up for two awards, uh, and as soon as that second award is announced and that lady is walking up to the stage to, uh, to get her uh, gong, I'm out of there, baby. I'm, I'm going. I'm not oh, hanging around. What's, what's all this negativeness? What? What's all this negativeness? Negative. That's the word. Itty. Yes. Um, what, what? Negativenessity. Yeah, what's wrong with all the negativeness? We're not going to win, guys. Why not? You want to sew in? We're up against a woman. Oh, that's well, true. hang on. What? You got a point. We're up against the ladies, the BBC. Oh, I wonder who's going to win. The the tall hey, listen, the guy who's a troublemaker or the lady. Don't start that. What? Um, and don't offend the sisterhood either, because if I have to choose between them and you, I'm choosing them. This is what a feminist sisters looks like. Sisters before misters. You are up for two awards, though, so you might win one of them. Okay. okay. You might come third place. Oh, <laughs> third place. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to go to Hull. I had, a, I had a stroppy argument with a gentleman saying I had to go to Hull. And it ended with me going, oh, all right, if you, is that okay? If you, if, you, if you say so, yeah, it's fine, whatever. So you told him. Yeah, I totally pwned him. <laughs> What's on the show this morning, Catherine? We're talking about a cemetery controversy. Uh, we're talking about cuts, critique, and Paul Scoyne is doing something with coffee jars. <laughs> Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And here's the thing. Yesterday, I bought, um, I bought some printing paper. Isn't paper heavy? Yes. It's not, not, not one sheet, but a no, lot of It's paper. so heavy. Uh, I also bought two pairs of shoes, posh shoes, for this awards thing, and some Converse for when I'm hanging out with my mates playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're baseball boots, love. And I, um, but I, I, I was as I was buying all these things. I thought, right, I'm going to ignore the advice of my mum and dad, and every little cleaning product they try and sell me, I'm going to buy it. Okay. In fact, I said they they weren't going to sell me any cleaning products, and I went, "What would you recommend I use to clean these?" And her face like. Oh, gosh, we haven't had one of these for years. Couldn't believe her luck. I bought um, uh, polish. I bought uh, a protector spray. It's just like smelly dry water. Um, and I also bought, and this is awesome, you like these, Kelly, wooden robot feet hmm? that you put in the shoe so the shoe keeps its shape. And it expa- oh. you put it in and expands. And it keeps the shoe in shape. Wow. Awesome. Been, yeah. When are you going to wear them? Probably never now. I can't get the robot feet out. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. But, so I bought posh new shoes. 
and I took them home, and I cleaned, I polished the new shoes. You're supposed to polish new shoes, aren't you? No. Yeah. They're already polished, they're pre-polished. Sometimes you can just use Vaseline. What? You can. Why? Word. Just it's going to remove your paint. Vaseline on your shoes. No, it mate. It's shiny and keeps them protected. N- no, it doesn't. It's a thing. People do it. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. What have you Vaselined? Um, but uh, there's the great joke, isn't there, uh, uh, about um, Vaseline? Is there? Uh, about how it improves. Uh, the, the couple said, "Oh, we we, we we start using Vaseline. It improves our love life." Why? What do you do? We we put it on the doorknob so the kids can't come in. <laughs> Get a lock. You can't get a lock in your bedroom, although I've got one in mine. Anyway, that's by the by. Uh, but also, you're supposed to click, you're supposed to polish your shoes the first time you get them to protect them. What are you talking? About? Strengthens them up. What? And you can't have them. They're not polished in the shop. They just shop shiny. They're not polished. Shop shiny is different from polished. Well, I've polished them and they've gone a bit buff now. Oh. oh. Yeah. You shouldn't have messed with them. They already had polish on. You've over polished. I don't think I have. Mm-hmm. I wait four five nine four double five five double five. We'll uh, investigate that now. As the parish council, ca- slightly more serious issues here. As the parish council refuses to reconsider its decision not to allow the burial of a seven-year-old girl alongside generations of her family, her school has launched an appeal in her memory. The funeral of Kiara Barker is due to take place tomorrow, and as if you've been listening to uh, Justin all this week and last week, you'll know that her relatives have been pleading with officials to allow her to be laid to rest in Newton Longville but they are refusing to reconsider their locals only rule well Kiara lived just four miles away from the village, here are the thoughts of one local earlier this morning it's a bit silly, it really is, you know I can't understand it, can't understand it at all I my parents are buried in the churchyard so and I've been living here what 40 odd years, absolutely ridiculous and if they're not talking to anybody Absolutely silly. Their rule says she had to have lived in a village. She lived four miles away. Why? Why has she got to live in here? Rules are rules. <laughs> rules can be bent. Well, Justin Daly is in Newton Longville now, and I know it's a story you've been following, uh, uh, Justin. Mm. Tell us exactly where you are and what's happening. Well, I'm here in Newton Longville in the village. Um, Lots of people talking about this. Um, Lots of people coming up to the radio car as well. Philip's here. Uh, Philip, it's been a big talking point on the programme now for, for quite some time. The funeral's tomorrow. Hearing this story, how does it make you feel as somebody who lives in the village? Well, I feel very bitter about it. I feel that she should be allowed to be buried in the churchyard and they're so petty about it and I feel very angry about it because it's disgusting, I think. The funeral's happening tomorrow, so it's the last day for us to be talking about this and trying to do something for the family. The parish council, again, I'm convinced they're listening to this. What is your message to them? Well, I think they ought to be ashamed of themselves, to be honest, because they should be allowed to let the girl bury her little in the churchyard. I mean, just to be fair again, to go back to these rules, which have been in place, I believe, since 2007, they're saying if you want to be buried here, you must live in the village. You've got to be a local. I know she lived only four miles away, but she wasn't from the village. No, she okay. she wasn't from the village, but all her family lived there, and I do believe she did want the girl either put in someone's grave or buried, but she isn't going to take up that much room. I'll talk to you about my dealings with the parish council in a second. Um, just lastly, um, you're somebody who lives here. What, what's your perception of the local parish council? Well, they are OK on certain things, but I think they're a bit behind on a lot of things in the village just lately. So they need to change their mind on this one and do something quickly. Yeah, I think they should.
Okay, thank you very much. Philip, there are local joining us live. Ian, um, when you've been away, the Parish Council, I have been urging them to come on the programme. Um, the reason that I feel so strongly about this, and, and yes, rules are rules, but as far as I'm concerned, rules are there for guidance. We are talking here about a seven-year-old child. It's the family's wishes for her to be buried here in the graveyard with other family members. I know from personal experience what it's like to lose a child in a family. You are never, ever going to get over that. This funeral's happening tomorrow, and this is what the family want. People can't understand it. Um, I've been trying to speak to the local parish council. All they've been doing is sending me statements. This morning, around five minutes ago, I knocked on David Norris's door. David is the leader of the parish council. When I knocked on his door and he opened it, I said, Hi, I'm Justin. I'm from Three Counties Radio. He said, Cheerio. I'm not here. I said, Well, you are here. He said, Cheerio. And he slammed the door in my face. That's what happened just a few moments ago. Well, that's not brilliant. Can I play devil's advocate for a mm. second? Of course you can. Uh, th- 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 there is a limited amount of space in graveyards. Mm-hmm. And what happens when this little girl's mum dies? W- w- she would want to be buried with the little girl, wouldn't she? And, and yeah. on it goes. You, th- 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 you have th- to kind of draw a line somewhere, don't I, you? I know what you're saying, but, but the, this is not the natural process in life. No. N- nobody expects their seven-year-old child to die. So for me personally, and again, this is just my personal opinion, these are exceptional circumstances. And today is the last day for the parish council to either talk to us or or potentially change their mind on this. You've heard there from Philip, the feeling here in the village is really, really strong. People cannot understand why they are not giving permission for this. And for the leader of the council, the leader of the parish council, to open his door and slam it in my face like that, again, for me, that's just heartless. Justin, thank you very much. Your thoughts, please. Uh, what's our phone number, Catherine? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double. That'll do it. That'll do it. I just, I, it, I can kind of see both sides of the story on this. Um, and um, you know, there is an emotional argument because it's a seven-year-old girl. Of course, that's incredibly tragic, and I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But whenever someone dies, it's always someone important. You know, it's a brother, it's a mum, it's a dad, it's a granddad. It's always someone important, um, and. I, I, where do you draw the line? And I guess a line does have to be drawn, as space in graveyards is limited. If we shift this slightly to a PR thing, maybe sending a statement about that sort of thing isn't the best way to tackle it. There is, they certainly could have handled it a whole lot better, yeah. You know, because writing, while our sympathies lie with the family and then quoting policy, does sound rather cold. And I'm sure people on the parish council completely understand what this family is going through. And and, it, and it's more than one sentence worth of, of a conversation. It's just a shame we couldn't have had it. You know, and sometimes policy is policy, but be a bit more human about it. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
In Aylesbury, the A41 Gatehouse Road is closed in both directions between Oxford Road and Blister Road. That's because of an accident and it's very slow in the area. In Wendover, the A413 southbound is very slow between Wendover Road and London Road through the roadworks. And in Beaconsfield, the A355 Amersham Road is queuing southbound between Longbottom Lane and the A40 London Road. In Marlow, the A404 northbound is looking very heavy on the speed sensors just before the M40 Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabout. But on the M40 northbound, it's moving well again after the accident between Junction 3 for the High Wycombe East and Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabout. Looking at the motorways, the M25 anti-clockwise is looking very slow on the speed sensors between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. And the M1 southbound is reports that their lanes closed because of an accident at the London Gateway services. On the trains, Great Northern have 15-minute delays now between Stevenage and King's Cross after the overrunning engineering works at Alexandra Palace. Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. The headlines at uh, 16 minutes past eight. The Milton Keynes School attended by a seven-year-old girl who died of an asthma attack, so they want to build a permanent memorial to her. It follows a row over whether she can be buried alongside family members in the village of Newton Longville. Plans to cut millions of pounds of emergency funding for families in crisis in the three counties should be reconsidered, according to the charity the Children's Society. And in sport, Watford have dropped from first to third in the championship after a 2-1 defeat to struggling Birmingham. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, boss. Good morning. What you got for Welcome us? Welcome back. Thanks very much. You all right? Uh, How's your voice? Uh, you sound butch. I know. I feel butch. A little bit Phil Mitchell-esque. Yeah, I could have you in a fight yes. in a car park. You you could be in EastEnders with yes. that voice today, couldn't you? Oh, Pat. <laughs> exactly. Pat. Yes. You give you a run for your money. Oh. Uh, I feel lousy today. I felt fine all week. Oh. No voice, and now I feel lousy. Well, Fun t- times. You've come back to work too soon, you see. Yep. That's what it is. Well, we're all bunking off. Well, I'm bunking off on Friday. You're bunking off on Friday, aren't you? Well, yes. Going to Hull. Hull. Are you excited? No, don't want to go. Oh, I'm just looking forward to the Pinot Grigio and lashings of it. (laughs) (laughs) Am I going to see you drunk? Uh, Oh, I don't get drunk. I can't get drunk. (laughs) To be honest with you. You've got a huge tolerance. As much as me, it's very difficult. What's on your show this morning? Well, coming up on this morning's Big Phone, interested to get your reaction to this. Do you agree that most immigrants come to this country to work and pay tax? It's all over the front pages of the papers today. Immigrants from the 10 countries which joined the EU in 2004 contribute more to the UK in tax than they take out in benefits, apparently. This is according to a new study from University College London's Centre for Research and Analysis of Migration, which shows they added £4.96 billion more in tax than they took out in public services. The long and short of this is, apparently it's now time for us to accept that if we didn't have the number of immigrants coming from Europe mm. paying tax then we would all have to pay more tax. Blimey. Those of us that are born and bred in this country and are not immigrants to this country would have to pay more and the country would have to borrow more money. We wouldn't have so much. So from nine this morning, I want your reaction to this. Do you agree that most immigrants come to this country to work and pay tax? I can honestly say to you, Ian, every single immigrant to this country I know works and pays tax. Those Those are official figures. Official figures. Well, then people can't disagree with them. Well, exactly. There's the fact. People can't disagree with the fact. But you see, doesn't that seem bizarre when 
you hear, particularly from those on the kind of UKIP side of the argument, yeah. that all these European immigrants, they're coming over here, they're a drain on the country, and we can't cope with it. And we should... I mean, look at the Prime Minister now talking about imposing some kind of curb and limit on mm. the number of people that can come in from other European countries. From this... It would appear there's no need for it whatsoever. Yep. But are these figures skewed? Is this the reaction for most people listening to this programme this morning? Maybe most of the immigrants you know to this country don't work. Maybe they are the ones claiming benefits. From 908459 I'd like your call. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Adjacent to the countryside, lovely countryside, beautiful Hertfordshire countryside. There's a lovely community spirit up here, actually. All this week, we're celebrating Hamel Hampstead. It's quiet, quite picturesque, lots of trees and fields and stuff. There's a good market on Thursdays and Saturdays. I like sitting in the Gaybridge Park gardens. Telling everyone about where you live. My family been in this area since the 1600s. If you're interested, there's a lot of history if you dig round it. I think the old town is definitely the unsung hero of Hemel Hempstead. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks from BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the First World War was a game-changer. Everyone's lives have been touched by it in some way. This is the story of one woman from Dunstable. Dot Kilby was born in 1889. She had plenty to look forward to. Her family were business people in the town. She had a fiancé and a future with him. But the war took all that away and left her with a legacy she kept secret until she died. Her story is told by her grandson, Richard. Grandma was going to get married in April. 1916 to a a soldier called Corporal Leopold Sidney Wright. He joined the 4th Suffolk Regiment. He was posted to Faversham Gunpowder Works in Kent and it was there on Sunday the 2nd of April 1916 that he was on guard and that Sunday was the first Sunday that the wedding bands were being read at St Peter's Church in Dunstable which is where they were going to get married. No doubt the both of them were thinking of each other and, uh, and then disaster struck. The national propaganda was that a Zeppelin raid occurred. It turned out to be very much more tragic than that. Outside a storage hut, there'd been a pile of sacks there for a long while and the chances are that the storeman or one of the other workers came out for a crafty cigarette. Either he lit the cigarette and threw away the match into the pile of sacks, not realising, and it caught light. Or perhaps somebody saw him having a cigarette and yelled at him, sort of, put that light out, and chucked the cigarette away, and it caught the sacks. Whatever, the, the, the hut with the stored 200 tonnes of TNT exploded. And it killed 109 people, one of which was the man I thought of as my granddad, Corporal Leopold Sidney Wright. But in those days, the news travelled so much slower. That next week, after she'd heard the first reading of her wedding bands, she got a message to go to Faversham. Please, would you come and identify her body? Leo was under a pile of sacks. The only part of him that was showing was the upper part of his chest and his head. That's what Grandma told me. And she'd said to me, I was so pleased that his face wasn't marked and that had been a comfort to her for the rest of her life. For 12 years she wore black 
after Leo's death. She was 27 at that moment, still madly in love with Leo and, and no Leo. And time goes by, this war was going on, and they were still holding dances in Dunstable Town Hall, the old town hall, to raise money for the troops. I'm assuming that this particular dance that she went to was in March, February, March 1918, where she met an Australian soldier who asked her to dance and paid a lot of attention to her. And of course, she soon discovered that she was actually pregnant. It's just one time that she had been with a man who wasn't her fiance. Of course, the result was a baby girl who is my mum. My grand's family said they would support her. And so the story was sort of kept under wraps that it really was Leo that had been the father. And it wasn't until my gran was dying in 1981, aged 92, all at once she decided that she would tell her daughter first, my mum. And then when I went to visit, she told me that Leo wasn't my granddad, wasn't her dad. Her dad was an Australian soldier, name unknown. She was still ashamed of all of this. The shame, as she saw it, of having betrayed Leo. She'd always been a happy-go-lucky person, but there was a sadness about her. And, of course, that's what I discovered in 1981, where all this had come from. Was she relieved to have told you? I think she was. She certainly died peacefully. We were all with her. I think she was glad to have told my mother especially what the real story had been. Well, if you'd like to find out more about our local stories from World War One at home, click on bbc.co.uk slash WW1. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. on calling me down the road is where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home Tale no one has ever 
Wait four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. The last thirty minutes of the show. Have we got any texts, Catherine? Let's have a look. Let's have a look at the old text I machine. To the Texas for oh. Let's have a look. Let's boot it up. All right, hang on. This may take a while. Boot it up one time. <laughs> I think that's still a phrase, isn't it? Yeah, Do we still sure. boot up computers? Yeah. No one boots up anymore. You reboot. I tell you what, they should invent. Um, when you're connecting to the internet, they should make it do the 56k dial-up noise. Just yes. as a reminder. Just as a reminder when you click on um, Internet Explorer. I like that noise. Yeah, and when you press play on a CD, it should do the crackle of a record. Just as a reminder. Just as a reminder. What would you like to be reminded of? <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, we'll have to do it after this now. Oh. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Aylesbury, the A41 Gatehouse Road is still closed in both directions between Oxford Road and Bicester Road because of an accident. In Wendover, the A413 is heavy southbound between Wendover Road and London Road through London Road through the roadworks. In High Wycombe, the Abbeyway flyover is very busy in both directions through High Wycombe past the University College to the bottom of Marlow Hill, where it's also very heavy around the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout as well. On the M1 southbound, there's reports of an accident at the London Gateway Services called is reporting that there's been a lane closed there and the A1 southbound is queuing between the Kimbleton turnoff and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. On the trains, Great Northern have half 15 minute delays now between Stevenage and King's Cross because of overrunning engineering works at Alexandra Palace. Smart's Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Residents in the Buckinghamshire village have criticised their parish council for refusing to back down on its policy that only only village residents can be buried there. The funeral of seven-year-old Kiara Barker from Milton Keynes is taking place tomorrow following a row over whether she could be buried alongside family members in nearby Newton Longville. A report claims EU migrants to the UK pay more in taxes than they receive in benefits and a father of four from Bedford faces a possible life sentence after being convicted of sexually assaulting a woman as she walked home from work. The judge told Abdul Ghaffour he considered him to be a danger to the public. The woman used her phone to text for help. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford have dropped from first to third in the championship after a 2-1 defeat at struggling Birmingham. Fernando Forestieri had scored a first-half equaliser for the Hornets, but they conceded an 85th-minute winner. Head coach Slavisa Jokanovic made five changes to Saturday's winning team. We lost uh, today, but it's, uh, in a few days we're going to have a new game. Uh, we're going to try make uh, best performance what we are uh, doing today. So Watford down to third behind Bournemouth and Middlesbrough, who both won with only four points covering the top eight teams. In the Champions League, a much-changed Liverpool lost 1-0 at Real Madrid. His manager, Brendan Rodgers. I think the performance was certainly far from 
you know, throwing a white towel in. I think Cristiano Ronaldo has scored in every game since the Super Cup against Atletico Madrid, apart from tonight. So it shows you how well we defended and how hard we worked and how well this team played to, to stop a player, one player such as him, to, to score. And Arsene Wenger saw his Arsenal side draw three all at home to Anderlecht after leading 3-0. We had a full defensive performance from the first to the last minute today. We never felt comfortable at 3-0 before the job was done. And it was a combination of uh, switching off and uh, fatigue as well. You could see we couldn't win the challenges anymore and uh, we got punished. Tonight, Manchester City hosts CSKA Moscow. Chelsea are away to Maribor. Milton Keynes-Dons League One trip to Scunthorpe next Saturday, November the 15th, has been postponed after international call-ups for Dons trio Will Grigg, Ben Reeves and Deli Alley. A strong Stevenage side won 3-1 at Colney Heath last night in the Hart Senior Cup, with Tom Pett scoring twice, but Andy Bond was sent off and Luton Town's youngsters are through to the second round of the FA Youth Cup after a 4-1 win over Didcot at Kenilworth Road. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go. Scott says cars should have a little ornamental choke to pull out before you start it. Oh, that'd be lovely. Just to remind you, what would you like to be just reminded of? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What are we talking about this morning, Catherine? Please. All kinds of stuff. We're uh, discussing this um, controversy over the cemetery in Newton Longville, and and we've been reminded on the text that actually the way local government works on a parish council level isn't to do things quickly. Um, it says here, by law, no person, no one person, can act on a parish council's behalf unless authorised beforehand. A decision to change a policy has to be done via a meeting and again by law that requires three working days between summons and the meeting but why if it's a churchyard is it anything to do with the parish council anyway? So this is a story about a seven year old girl can't be can't be uh, um, buried with the rest of her family because she doesn't live in the village and the rule is you've got to live in the village uh, and to be die in the village to, to be buried there That's uh, the rule That's the rule, Mick's in Watford, morning Mick Good morning. What would you like to say boss? Well um it just seems a bit strange. I, I, I've got no long-term uh, ties with this village. I mean, this it sounds like this little girl's uh, ancestors have lived in the village years ago, so there's, there's, there is a connection. So I could buy a house in that village. I'm in my 70s. I buy a house in the village and decide to go there. And only, I don't live there permanently. I've got, I've got a few bob. I live in this little village, and I go there at weekends. And unfortunately, on my behalf, I pass away one weekend when I'm living in, in the village. Right. I can, I can be buried there, and I've got no ties to that village. I've just gone there because I just live because I've got a few bob. I can't, see, I can't see the sense in it. I thought, I, I'd have thought that because the child's parents or grandparents uh, have got ties to this village, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. What I've about got... the argument, though, Mick, that, that uh, graveyard space is limited... And this is a rule, and if you if you break the rule for one person, well, then every other family will will will, will be um, asking for the rule to be broken. Well, I'll just give you if it's limited. Why don't they have they got a rule? I don't know. They might have a rule that anybody that lives uh, outside the village uh, for part of the time, because this does happen. People have two houses, one in the village because they like to go there for weekends or during the summer, but the rest of the time they're abroad on their holidays, living in a house in Spain or wherever. Um, they're not. How does that help the um, the village uh, graveyard not getting filled up? I mean, I've got no. It's just because I've got a few bob and I can live there. 
Um, I've got no the, the... ties to the village. I've got no, no ancestral... When people go around looking around graveyards and you see, you think, oh, look, there, there's science on, there's science on the little girl, and there's, and there's their parents. Their parents lived in this village in 18-something. That's what graveyard... You know, you see this. I mean... Do you think the parish council are being unfair, Mick? Well, I just think they're being... <laughs> are they trying to save some spaces for themselves? Is it that Ooh. they're frightened that it's going to fill up before they pass Ooh. away and they're saving little plots for themselves? Isn't that a good... But Mick, thank you very much. Well, we couldn't possibly comment, but we can comment. Possibly. They're from the village. They get, they get the right. Oh eight four five nine four double five. What it also gives the right Not to. Not finished. Go on. Five double five. What it also gives the right to is the gentleman and the old lady and gentleman who don't ever go outside the village and it makes sure that when one of them passes away, the other one can walk down the road and visit them. Oh. There's another scenario. Matt's in Luton. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Hello, Matt. Oh, I sound, I sound like you, don't I? Yeah. Yeah, I sound like you. Miserable old git. Yeah, well, I wish you'd lose your voice again. I wish you'd stop. I wish you'd lose your telephone again. <laughs> uh. Do you know, you're back and you drove me mad already. What, what have I done, mate? You played that blasted song. Which one? Moving on. Sorry? The last By Supergrass. Moving, just keep moving. Oh, didn't play that today. I didn't play that one today, Matt. You, you're hallucinating, mate. Am I? You're at the, the, the whiskey again too early in the morning. No, no, I'll that mm. later on. Um, the Littlest Hobo? Yes. What's your problem with that? Well, you never tell us who's singing it. I've got, I don't know who's singing it. Gooch. Lulu. The name of the guy is Gooch. Lulu Gooch? No, Gooch. What do you mean Gooch? Well, Will you listen? Your ears are playing up and all today. Huh? <laughs> this is my favourite joke. One of my favourite jokes. But why don't you look it up and there's hundreds of people that don't know who that is. Just, if you're going to play a song, tell us who is singing it. But Matt, you know, who, you know who's singing it. Yeah, but I, I may know, but lots of other people don't know. Well, well why don't you tell them then? You see... You, Jonathan wouldn't do that. Most people don't care. Terry Wogan wouldn't do that. Oh, for goodness sakes. Chris Evans wouldn't do that. Oh, for goodness sakes. Okay, well, I'm what, going okay. back to Radio 2. Ta-da. Not off. What happened to her? Who got her knickers in a twist? I don't know. Littlest hobo, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Littlest something, yeah. 08459 455. 555 is the telephone number. If you, uh, any idea what she was banging on about? Paul Scoynes has got visual aids. Oh, God. He's really? Can they, the, they can treat that now, can't they? They've take, he's taken them to the streets. What? Cue next item. Oh, do I have to read? Have I got stuff to read? Yeah, read the next thing. Oh. Play the next thing. OK. It's Paul Scoynes' package. Oh. <laughs> can you read it for me? I can't be bothered. Really? I've written it for you, though, in your voice. You, you do it in my voice. Scotland's been given more power following the... Oh, effort. mate, I'm not David Essex. I can't do Southern... Scotland's been given more power following their referendum. Oh, mate, I'm not... Um, the... Oh, mate! Oh, mate! Oh, mate! Mate, I'm not... Don't do that! This is actually me trying to speak in a high register. It comes out like this. <laughs> this is what I'm doing a map all okay, the time. I'll, I'll, read it, I'll read it properly. Everyone shush. Scotland's been given more power following oh, their referendum. She don't mind, does she? I've got no higher register. I'm talking about politics. Do low. I can do low. Ooh. There's no regrets. I can do. I've been able to do a brilliant Scott Walker. All um, I've been a bit obsessed with Scott I Walker. I bet you can do a good boy, George. 
There's no regrets. No goodbye. Do do Scoins' package. Go on. Tease up Scoins' package. You really are it. Apparently he's got visual aids. Such a shame. He's so young. Stop stealing my lines. Scotland's been given more power following their referendum, even though they voted to stay. How does that work? So what's in it for us red-blooded English men, English women and indeed English children? Should decisions about the money we pay in tax be made closer to home? Our political reporter Paul Scoynes has taken these three questions onto the streets of Hemel, home of the big tour, and answers them with the help of visual aids like this. Well, it's a nice, bright and sunny morning. I'm in the centre of Hemel Hempstead by the old town hall, home of the big tour, and I've got five jars, and those five jars have five key areas of spending that any devolved English parliament, if there was one, would have to deal with, and that's health, transport, welfare, the police and education. And I've got a pound split into 5p pieces, uh, and I'm going to try and see what people would spend their money on if they were in charge. You're right, sir. How do you fancy having a go at being a politician? Oh, yeah. So if I give you one pound, do you want to tell me where you're going to put it? I was... So you're going to put them all into health? Yeah, yeah. So they've all gone in there. So what about transport and the police and everything else? Oh, yeah, well... Police, yeah. So do you want education? To, yeah, exactly. Do you want any of that? Do you want to put any of your? You're in charge of the budget. Oh yeah. So right. you've just put it all into health. <laughs> I've, I've got a bit of headache this morning. <laughs> well, I'd put some in the police. Okay. They do a good job. Okay. They, they, they're not just there to nick you, are they? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry to bother you. I wondered if you wanted to play at being a politician. Bit of health. Health. Transport. No one's put anything in there. Do you want me to have a go? Go on. Okay. okay. I'm going to for various reasons. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put the remainder. So I'm going to go top health heavy into welfare because the cuts currently are um, affecting very very vulnerable um, people. Yeah. Both adults, particularly it, with dementia yeah. increasing. I was thinking of um, people. It's it's being left to families to actually care for vulnerable people. What do you think about the idea of putting that sort of control into a local government, maybe even an English parliament? I think we should be more devolved um, because I do not see why we're the only government or the only country that doesn't have that. Um, But what concerns me is too much power going to... Um, local government, because again, it will depend who's actually running local government. So that concerns me slightly. That it's just another tier of bureaucracy. It is indeed. I'd probably like to see it more at local level as well. Like Do you worry, I said, it's just more politicians. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I know the importance of things like the Meals on Wheels and that sort of stuff. But I wouldn't. I would like to see more money go into because at the end of the day, they're the people who need the most support and probably aren't getting it and for people like that they need they need the support and they need extra help really otherwise their lives are miserable well i've got rid of all of my money now and i think the results are fairly interesting so you've got quite a bit in health quite a lot in welfare equal amounts in the police and education transport just a small amount was put in there although i have to say I only really spoke to about four people, and it's entirely unscientific. But everybody came back saying they would be interested in having a greater say of where the money is spent in their area at a local level. 
which does beg the question whether an English parliament is something that people here want to see. Why did he do that? He had some jars. He, he wanted to use them? Mm-hmm. Wowzers. Again, I asked the question, though, why did he do that? BBC did a survey, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Glenn, do you know why Scoynes did that? I haven't got a clue. No. I'm I mean, glad he did, he, though. Oh, well, it, it, it certainly saved my voice for uh, three minutes, 23 seconds, so thanks for that, hey, Paul. Hey, but it's, n- it's nice to have you back. Bud? No, no, I, heard no, you, no, I heard you sucking up to Dealey yesterday, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was... Oh, oh, not so cocksure now, are you, young Glenn? I heard you sucking up to JD. I heard what was going on. Listen, I just, I just had a bit of a laugh when I listened to Scoinsy, because he reminds me of Clement Freud. Oh. The one that... Do you know who Clement Freud is? It is. I, do, I saw him getting stopped um, uh, at uh, airport security, arguing with someone because he had a pair of nail scissors. <laughs> and they wouldn't let him take them on. But he was, like, sort of... Boring, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Thank you, Glenn. Right. Ta-ta. Well, there you go. Look at Catherine waving her nail scissors in the air. They like haven't she just, found me yeah. yet. Well, you're not on an aeroplane, my darling. You're allowed to bring them into work. Oh. Yeah. Sorry about that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1 southbound is queuing between the Kimbleton turn-off and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. In Wendover, the A413 is heavy southbound between Wendover Road and London Road through the roadworks there as well. And in Wadston, the A41 eastbound is very slow between Wormston Lane at Wadston and the Bicester Road at Aylesbury. And that's not being helped by the accident at Gatehouse Road, but it should be easing soon because that accident on the A41 Gatehouse Road has now been moved and the road has reopened. And it's starting to ease off between Oxford Road and Hayden road. On the M25 anti-clockwise it's very slow between junction 18 for Torleywood and 16 for the M40 and having a look at these speed sensors in Bishop Stortford the A120 is still very busy in both directions between Haddam Road and the Puckeridge roundabout. On the trains Great Northern have 50 minute delays between Stevenage and King's Cross. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines at 8.45, I'm Catherine Boyle. Residents of Newton Longville in Buckinghamshire criticised their parish council for refusing to back down on their policy that only villagers can be buried there. A report claims EU migrants to the UK pay more in taxes than they receive in benefits. And a father of four from Bedford faces a possible life sentence after being convicted of sexually assaulting a woman as she walked home from work. Thank you, Catherine. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still a bit of mist and murk out there this morning. You may feel a spot or two of rain in there, but it's unlikely. It is fairly light if you do get a little bit of dampness, but elsewhere, bright and sunny, actually. The further uh, west you go, we have got some lovely sunshine, and that's really the story of the day. We've got sunny spells, a little bit of patchy cloud. Temperatures still feeling chilly, though, in that northwesterly breeze. We're looking at 12 Celsius sunsets at around 16.30 this afternoon, uh, when it does, of course, it's bonfire night. It looks like we're on perfect conditions dry and clear but very cold the temperature dropping down to zero across many parts so a widespread frost and also some mist and fog patches developing and mingled in with all that smoke from bonfires and fireworks it could actually be quite stubborn tomorrow morning a crisp cold start tomorrow morning the fog will thin but then the cloud thickens from the west overnight tomorrow it turns rather wet and rather windy but the good news there is that the temperatures overnight turn a little bit milder that's your forecast Paul Scoynes is sending me um, abusive emails. You know what Scoynes is like? 
I can't work out if he's being genuinely abusive, mm. genuinely angry, or if he's being Bance angry. Okay. Um, well, you were quite rude about the validity of his survey. I, 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 thought this, I thought it was an excellent package. I just don't know why he did it. Now, does that warrant two emails I had? One is uh, Flip You, and the other one is Bullshine. Now, I just... I, I mean, I... Uh, I would go... I would say he was angry, though. Aye. He's not usually a swear mouth. Not like you. How do I win him back round? Um, cake. Ah, oh. uh, I got some cake for you, Paul. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks. On Friday, as part of our big tour, I'm heading out into Hemel Hempstead. There's a lovely community spirit up here, actually. I'll be live from the XC Centre, where I'll bring you... Rock climbing! Skateboarding! And maybe even the high ropes. Probably not, though. Not Plus, there's all the local history of this Hertfordshire town. It is the jewel of the crown. Nick Coffer. Live from Hemel Hempstead. Friday from midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on a second. Hang on, just give me, just give me one second, hang on. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks. On Friday, as part of our big tour, I'm heading out into Hemel Hempstead. Okay. There's a lovely community yeah. spirit up Beautiful. here, actually. I'll be live from the XC Centre, where I'll bring you rock climbing! Now, Why now, is he in a cave? He, well, exactly. And I, the thing is, what, he, he, he's, is he, is he actually up a rock then? Has he done, has he done... Is he doing the rock climbing, or is he just standing away from the microphone and they've put an effect on his voice? I can't hear a rope swinging. OK, let's continue. Skateboarding! And now... Oh, no, he's not skateboarding. There's no way he's on a skateboard there, because the wheels are too loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you, you're going to mic the wheels up, but then you're not going to mic his voice up. Also, you can't do gnarly rad moves when you're on a mic up like that. Hmm? Yeah. I said Maybe gnarly and rad. even the high ropes. Probably not, though. No. There was a little... Did you hear that little tiny... Um, Ventriloquists, Nick Coffer. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. That was in a, in a voice. In a voice. Plus, there's all the local history of this Hertfordshire town. <laughs> OK, that's as I, as I heard it. Uh, 08459 four double five five double five. Bless you. Thank you. Jinx. Guys. Jinx again. You can't, no, you can't, because I've just said jinx, so you can't speak. I don't respect your authority. Wow, that's outrageous. Amy's on the line. Good morning, Amy. Yes, good morning. Um, the story about the little girl... Uh, where I live... The seven-year-old little girl who yes. can't be buried uh, right. I- with, with her grandparents, yes. because yes. she doesn't live in the village. Well, I live in a village. I don't live in that village. OK. I know exactly where I'm going to be buried. It's bought and paid for, and it's about 30 miles away. So is there no-one in that village... Maybe there's people in that village don't want to be buried there, and they can say, you know what, then, she can have my bit of land. I don't know. It's an interesting idea. I don't know if it works like that. Or can you not pay for a bit of land? Because I'm sure everybody would help out. I would. Well, Catherine, you've, you've, listen, you've been following this story closer than I have, Catherine. I would imagine that if they could pay for a bit of land, they would, and that's the problem, yeah. isn't it? That they're not allowed to. Absolutely. I mean, it, it must be a small place. It's only a village, you know, it's an old cemetery, and the, every, across the country there's a problem, isn't there, with a the shortage but of grave surely, space? Surely if one of them people in the village said, you know what, my, I don't want to be buried here, she can have mine, they must have, I, I think it's terrible. Mm. You don't expect your children to die before you. I'm a mum and I can't imagine. But if that would give that, pe- that woman the slightest little bit of comfort to have that little girl buried in that village. What's wrong with her? I'm going to sound so heartless. But I have to. I guess I have oh, to do some, No, I'm going to. Um, you're right. No, it's, it's, it's not the natural order. No parent should have to bury their child, and it's awful that that happens. That's irrelevant in this, though, isn't it? Isn't it? I, it, it sounds heartless. The fact that it's a, it's a seven-year-old girl is, is irrelevant. Yeah, but it would Isn't give it? her mum a bit of comfort, wouldn't it? That well, woman's going to have to go through the rest yeah, of her life knowing she lost her baby. It, it would. Of course it would give... And I, and I, I hate... I'm, this, oh, I feel awful saying this, but... 
um, someone needs to address the other side. Yeah, it will give her a bit of comfort, but that's not the parish council's responsibility to give her a bit of comfort, is it? Well, I, I think somebody should go there and say she can have my bit of land and they should take that on board. That's just me. All right, Amy, thanks thank very much. You. No, thank you for bringing it up. I feel terrible saying it, um, but some, and people will hate me for saying it. Ah, well. But you, you kind of have to look at things from both sides. Well, sometimes policy is policy. Uh, yeah, and... Um, Kelly raised the point earlier on, well, then what happens when the mum dies? People will argue that she should be buried with the daughter. So then that's another concession. It's it's a horrible situation. Man alive, I'm so glad I'm not on either side of this. Do you know what? I wish that they'd actually had this conversation with the mother. They're not even speaking to the mother. That's the thing. So they maybe could agree something and say, you do realise that if we do this, this is an absolutely extreme situation and you will not have the right to be Have they not spoken to her at all? Well, well, that to me, in my mind, is is the story then. It's not that they won't let the little girl be buried there. It's that they won't talk to us, or, or more importantly, to the mum Absolutely. about it and sit down with her and explain it and go through it. Mm. That's the story. Just a bit of humanity. We know rules are rules, but just sound like you care. Mm. 08459 455 555. Have we got any texts? We've got some, yes. Um, uh, by the way, I'm going to make it till nine o'clock. It's, gonna, it's cutting it fine, but I'm going to make it, you suckers that were putting money on me. Do you remember um, ages ago, no. Philip in South Norwood phoned up and said, oh, yeah. um, wrong train or too long on the train? Yep. Call me now. 08459 555. We didn't have any calls. No then. one's called. They've been texting. Aye. Martin in Limbury says, I once fell asleep in a drunken stupor on the train home to Lee Grave. I woke up in Bedford when they turfed us out. I then had to wait over an hour for the next train. Flip. Gosh. We've also got half a text. Do you want to hear it anyway? Um. My brother-in-law once got on a late evening train at King's Cross, intending to get off at Letchworth, woke up in Peterborough, got on the train again. We hope he got off somewhere else. Gosh. Uh, and, oh, this is on the subject of drinking while pregnant. This is from Tony. Yep. I think we should ban certain people from becoming pregnant full stop. If they can't control their intake of harmful substances, then they should keep their legs crossed. Oh. Some people don't deserve to have babies. They don't have the intelligence to look after themselves in the first place. Poor fetus, poor baby, poor health, poor life. Think before you drink, Tony. Gosh, thank you, Tony. That's a whole government campaign. Caroline's in Bedford. Morning, Caroline. Good morning, Ian. What would you like to say? Now, I'm going to sound a bit heartless, too, really. I kind of agree with you, with the the seven-year-old. Now, the reason for that is, like you said earlier, mum at some point will pass away, and she might want to be buried with her daughter. And it sounds like the family don't live there anymore, which means that they're going to have this whole thing again because mum can't be buried with her daughter. So if a family... I've got ancestors live, uh, who, who've been buried there, then perhaps they need to break the cycle. So if the little girl's buried somewhere else, then the rest of the family, as they pass away in time, can be buried with her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Now, ob- you know, obviously emotions are running incredibly high and the whole family is terribly upset. Yeah. And it can be quite hard to... Um, uh, it is th- difficult to get your head rounded at first. But, Thank but you, I yes. can see that in the long term... It, it's, they're probably doing them a favour in so much as if they, if they don't live there now, the family don't, this is going to crop up again. So let's start afresh, pop the little girl somewhere really nice, and then as her family members pass away, they can join her. Do you know what the thing, and, and I've kind of stumbled into this, I know Justin has been talking about this, uh, the thing that, that strikes me is the fact that the parish council won't talk to the mum. That, that, to me, seems more heartless than actually saying, you, you know, yes, issuing know, statements and things. I they should have sat down with her. Yeah, but we need to move away from the fact that they just don't want to talk and just think, let's just get the funeral done, little girl buried, somewhere nice, and then for the rest of you know, the, the term, the family can join her and just forget the council. Caroline, thank you very much indeed. 
What's when do we start getting sensible, listeners? Yeah. That's changed. But at the same time, this is a really, really difficult time for the family. Oh, gosh. And they feel like they're leaving her on her own. You wouldn't want to wish it on it. I mean, I, it's horrible. I mean, I... You know, as a parent, you don't even want to, you don't even want to think about yeah, it. Nice. Dave's on the line. Morning, Dave. Good morning, Ian. W- what you got? Um, just a quickie. I had a similar sort of problem but in a larger town um, where in the grave my brother and my grandmother were buried. Both my parents passed away about five, six years ago now, very quickly. Um, and they are interred into the grave, but they're interred as their ashes. So the lady's problem might be that the council just thinks, well... The grave is actually full, so it might be a case of asking to say, "Can you enter the ashes into the grave?" They don't want the, They don't want to have her cremated. Oh, in that case, they got to play. We'll have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. If the grave is full, i.e., both the grandparents could be in it, then they're not designed to take another coffin. That's a problem. Yeah. Bless her. It's it's it, it, it's it's a tough situation. It's a horrible situation. Tough is an understatement for 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 both. I can see both sides of this argument, Dave. Yeah. Thank you very um, much indeed for your call. Again, I raised the question: When do we start getting intelligent listeners and callers? While you were off, yeah. that's changed, didn't it? Yeah, Justin gets them. <laughs> They'll start drifting away soon. That's a shame. I can see both sides of the story, and I, I think it's you know it's a horrible situation, uh, and I certainly wouldn't wish it on uh, on my worst enemy. Horrible thing to be in. I've got an apology to make. Please, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it. You know, earlier on when we were trying that app out, and we said, "Oh, we could do this better." Yeah. Does anyone want waking up? Yeah. Peter wanted waking up. Oh yeah. About two hours ago. Hey. Peter, I've only just got your text. Um, morning. Sorry. Hang on a minute, how did he text us to say he wanted waking up? Oh, hang on. Peter? Peter? You're doing the old reach around? What's going on here? What are you... Uh, the runaround? Is he giving us the runaround? So, what oh. the heck is going on here? Peter. Sneaky Pete. Unbelievable. Sleepy Pete. Sleepy, sneaky Pete. Oh, well, I hope you had a nice lion. You probably needed the rest. I'm sure you had a fantastic lion. Can't we? Sorry? Ring him tomorrow at the same time. Yeah. Oh, I suppose we could do that. Uh, yeah. I suppose we could do that. We've got in one minute just to look again at this story. of uh, Why are newspapers convinced that, 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 or, or constantly trying to look for Ev about ghosts? <laughs> Guardian Angel at Grandad's bedside. Stunned Chris Ledbetter took this last photo of his dying Grandad, then found he captured a ghostly figure at the bedside. No. He used Ghost App. He, he has used ghost tap, hasn't he? Yeah. That's all that is. And his granddad pulled through, by the way, before you think that we're mocking an, 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 an Bob Large, deceased man. Having it large. 76, then pulled through despite having bladder cancer and kidney failure. Hospital staff say other patients have seen the spooky woman. Well, 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 well give me a quote from the doctor. This is hospital staff. That means made-up people. People see all sorts in hospital. Oh, we've had a tweet from Michael Naylor. Go on, let, we'll He's end the show on that. a fascinating train story. Oh, yeah. Wrong train, too long on the train. I got the train in London around 11pm, fell asleep and woke up at 2am. I'd gone back to Milton Keynes and back to London at least twice. Great story, mate. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The A1 southbound is queuing between the Kimbleton turnoff and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks in place there. In Bishop Stortford, the A120 is heavy in both directions between Haddam Road and the Puckeridge roundabout. That's because that's a diversion route for the closure of the much Haddam High Street for roadworks. In Milton Keynes, Standing Way is queuing eastbound between the Windmill Hill roundabout and Bleak Hall roundabout. And in Watford, Lower High Street's heavy between, uh, well, around the bushy arches. On the M25, looking at the speed sensors, it's very slow between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. And on the trains, we're just hearing that the Great Northern uh, delays between Stevenage and King's Cross have now cleared and it's running well again. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. That's it, that's your lot. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Scoyne. Thank you, Justin. JVS is up next from all of us until tomorrow at 6. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday, it's 9 o'clock and on today's big phone-in... Do you agree that most immigrants come to this country to work and pay tax? Immigrants-